You're listening. I just, I just don't care. No one is ever kidding Michael Cole. Of course he can roll a grudge forever. This is wrestling. Welcome back to This Is A Work. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here to introduce your host, Robert, the distinguished gentleman, Brafford. Thank you, David. It is good to be back here at Kayfabe Out Post 1 after a pretty busy uh, October and most of November where Shelby Death Ray Patterson was good enough to uh, step in as host. And then uh, WWE had a couple of lackluster shows that, to be honest, I didn't think there was enough interesting to say about to uh, really have an episode. But I think we got plenty to say tonight. And to uh, get started with that, I'm going to introduce my tag team partner, my co-host, and the guy sitting 18, no, 22 inches to my left, precision matters, Chris, the fashion plate Barnes. We'll see what the tape measure has to say about that. I do have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. You are hearing another no, voice besides I, myself, um, David, and Chris. Oh, and she is actually getting the tape measure out. This is great. Hold this. What a weird Holding start now. we're off to. Aha, uh-huh. I'm actually 32 inches away. 32 inches. Your lies have been go. exposed, Bradford. <laughs> My credibility is gone. I don't know how I can ever possibly recover it. You were using wrestling numbers. <laughs> All right, but yes, yeah, so the uh, tape measure that was just used to authenticate my weird tangent, or not, uh, was provided by my wife, Gina, bless your heart, Brafford. Hey, y'all, hey. Co-host of This Is A Takeover and the guest on this episode of This Is A Work. That's Yay, right. Yay, guests! Chris and I have been talking, and we uh, remembered, you know, previous episodes back in the day when uh, you and dogs were doing this would bring on a third person, just a voice to kind of add extra perspective to the conversation, and... I think as we go into the last, what do you think, six months of Roman Reigns' title reign, I think we should find some new stuff to say when we circle back to WWE. We're not doing a retrospective. No, 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 not today. But Gina, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a really, really fun time. Yes, indeed. Uh, I normally mention the beverage I'm uh, doing. I try to do something kind of themed to the show. Because it's been such a hectic uh, couple of months, I really did not get anything together. I'm just enjoying a glass of Jim Beam Black Barrel-Aged Bourbon. Or, sorry, Extra-Aged Bourbon. Uh, Just good, reliable stuff. I'm going to say it in Shelby's voice. Gina, what are you drinking? Today, I am drinking Blake's Hard Cider, El Chavo, Mango and Habanero Cider. Uh, Delicious. David, have we been getting any uh, sponsorship offers and or inquiries by uh county health boards blakes blakes please please blakes i love you county health boards um well no we can actually add them to the list of sponsors who have not reached out to us Ah, cool yeah i just thought they would be talking about the things we're doing for liver disease in the area yeah aa anybody like that yeah (laughs) we are (laughs) we are living examples of how to abuse your body exactly and What better show to talk about that than (laughs) AEW's Full Gear 2023? Boy, howdy. All right, so... Let's get into it. Yeah, just dive right into this. Uh, Let's go. Not a huge card by AEW standards, though it started It was, but they got smarter. They put Mm -hmm. three on the pre-show. Yeah, three Three on the pre. Three on the pre. (laughs) Most of the matches were under 15 minutes, so, you know, things kind of moved along pretty well. Not bad, not bad. Uh, We start off with a defense of the Ring of Honor World Championship with Eddie Kingston defending against Jay Lethal. I I, I just love this, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> I see Eddie Kingston and I just am filled with joy. I Ed, just love him. Eddie pieces. Kingston is a world champion. It's just one of those things that it has not stopped feeling good to say that. No, I think it's just that there's, there's no gimmick. Eddie's no. just walking out and is, is his real last self. The line on Eddie is that nobody's actually told him pro wrestling is fake. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fun, fun match. Uh, not a whole lot to say. I think Jay Lethal's another one of those guys who just you you give him eight minutes notice, he'll get out of the ring and just give you like a perf- like a perfectly good across yeah. the board uh, pay per view match. And I just want to know who Satnam Singh's uh, Taylor is. Yeah, that dude. That's that was what I know. that was funny to me because uh, uh, Jay Lethal with all everybody in his corner. Mm, of course, um, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, Karen Jarrett. They were all dressed to the nines. Yeah. Like they were going, they were going to a red carpet afterward. Jeff Jarrett came out. In his in his black in his, his black <laughs> pants, tank top, and his gloves, because he was there to do dirty deeds, dirt cheap. <laughs> dirt cheap. I still think he needs to come back in that uh, the white outfit with the strips down the uh, down the midsection. He, he came out in a variation after he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. I don't miss it. I hate it every time he shows up. I just don't miss him. <laughs> you can't miss him. He's not gone. <laughs> You this know man. what? When you're right, you're right, boss. He jumped from like I think being a producer on a new WWE show to like an Impact taping to his AEW debut in the space Good. of like three weeks. It, it was, was it was weird because uh, yeah, because he 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 was back on board. He had gotten like a some kind of promotion, I think in the shakeup, where I think Vince suddenly retired. Mm-hmm. Why nobody knows? No, not a clue. We can't get um, into that one. Lord <laughs> Jesus. And that was the first time Vince McMahon retired slash was forced out of his company. Mm. Don't worry, he's old enough. Eventually, it'll just be death. <laughs> One can only hope. Anywho. That will also not be the first time that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, J- yeah, Jerry, I guess, saw a better opportunity. And I guess, because I, th- I think they let him go. I think in the shake, in some sort of shakeup, he was just gone. Either that and or then I- he was on AEW within weeks. Yeah, I think it also might have just been he, he didn't feel good about his position afterwards. Something just like, like this that, might yeah. not be. If he wasn't being let go, it was coming down the pipeline. So, yeah, dude, found that himself man, a good place to land. That eternal carny just can't resist being in front of the camera. Lord mm. have mm. mercy. That is, that is a spot And I can't, I can't fault him for it. No, <laughs> no. But, I mean. That man, that man, you can tell has a has a very. His eter- wife can help it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, that man has an eternal glee of just being in front of the camera doing silly shit. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. So yeah, uh, fun match. Um, let's see, you had a uh, Kingston retains. Uh, mm-hmm. Pins lethal. Um, I think was it after the match or before when he had backup? Because I think it was after he'd. Um, it was before. It was right at the conclusion okay. because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, so he's. Uh, having to deal with the cheating from all sides, as is kind of the, yes. the way this faction goes. Oh, my favorite part was uh, <laughs> Kingston. Uh, yeah, it was, it was Kingston and, and uh, Lethal trying to crawl over each other to get to the guitar first. Oh, yes, I think it's put in and oh both trying gosh. to reach it. It was lo- very Looney Tunes-esque. What is their budget for guitars? I want to know. Like, I just want to know. I'm so curious. I, like, Jared knows so a many- guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. Like a dude just shows up, opens a trench coat, and he's got a guitar hanging out on each side. <laughs> hey, want to buy a want to buy a guitar? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like he, he literally, whoever he has gimmicks them, he does them in bulk because he knows he'll always need one. I mean, truthfully, probably. But his coffin will one day be carved from the ones he hasn't <laughs> used. Um, but yeah, so at the end of it, uh, Eddie Kingston gets some backup when Ortiz comes running Yay! out, formerly a proud and powerful. Uh, he and Eddie had kind of met up backstage at rampage and 
you know, Eddie's a, a scrapper, but he, even he knows that like five to one are not good odds. So yeah, Ortiz comes out. Um, there's a spot after the match where they're kind of like Eddie's celebrating in the ring and you're kind of waiting to see if Ortiz is going to turn on him because <laughs> he's just finished up his singles feud with Santana. You're wondering what the direction's going to be, but that does not seem to be happening right now. Uh, they both celebrate. Eddie goes up the ramp to where um, RJ City, Renee Paquette, and Stokely Hathaway have been doing the pre-show, grabs a mic to talk about all the great stuff that's coming up, and then just points at Stokely, who'd gone to commentary and is about to come back over, Stokely. telling him, stay where you are, you little bald-headed bitch. <laughs> and Stokely, of course, is he not... Go, he goes a few times, you going to do something? you going to come up you here? you going to do something? He's just <laughs> coming over to do pre-show. That was the best part. Yeah, he's part of, he's part of the pre-show crew. And then he's been, and he'd been. Well, I, I know it. what it was. He he was uh, running down. He was running down Eddie Kingston on commentary. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's talking Eddie, about this mad crap. Right, and Eddie heard, it must have heard it. In the, the idea is Eddie heard it in the back. <laughs> but yeah, so for that entire next segment where Renee and RJ City are talking about what's coming up, Stokely <laughs> is just staring at his feet, just looking like a just like golden child. The <laughs> most, the most. Puppy-eyed, sad face. It is. It is like it is literally like a seven-year-old who who got scolded, but and he's mom. Just, and he's just stewing. It's yeah, just, Renee couldn't keep it together. No. She couldn't look at him. She could not. He's stewing like like he got scolded publicly, and like a, like his mom's talking to a yeah, friend. Yeah, like wait till like, your you dad. stay right there and don't move. <laughs> like wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good match. I give it three. Yeah, it's a good good opener. <laughs> Wake people up. Uh, Kingston and Lethal deliver, and then we move on ahead to. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli ah. against Buddy Matthews and uh, really this is just kind of building what seems like a feud that they're setting up between the House of Black and the Blackpool Combat Club yeah um, which it's going to end with them becoming the House of Blackpool Combat Club I'm here for <laughs> no. it no <laughs> Renee and Julia just be, are like meeting up and talking and I'm just imagining like her well, going mostly, imagining her going shopping with Renee Paquette and Brody King and just the, the stores that each of them would be trying oh. to take Julia Hart into to be like, this is what you need. No. And Brody's just like, here's another three gallons of face paint I found. <laughs> fake blood. Oh, they didn't need fake blood. Well, not We'll for, get yeah, there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah. Again, solid match. It's pre-show. There's not really much to the story between these two guys, no, except they're yet. both really good workers, really fantastic athletes. And honestly, this sort of felt like a, a dynamite match, kind of just leaving some stuff on the table for down the road. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's kind of felt like that for a little bit for him, and I'm not really a fan of that for Claudio. There was a nice bit where uh, Matthews... It was also thrown in last minute, right? I think it was just announced on Rampage, yeah, yeah. the night before. Um Nice bit where uh, Matthews actually hits uh, Claudio with those anvil elbows that the Blackpool Combat Club usually do, where he's kind of reaching over the shoulder and just dropping the elbows straight into his chest. Cheeky bitch. So, yeah, one of the first times. Well, I think it is smart to do this, to, to keep, to, honestly, one, to keep more off the main card and put some on the pre-show, no, because this is the free one that they stream on YouTube yeah. live, right. and it's like, oh, and they want and they, it's good for showcasing people and to be like, hey, is you're going to get more of this if you, you know, buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. One thing I've also come to appreciate that they've been doing with Claudio is his uh, his his giant swing mm. is it used to be something like he'd get the guy down on the mat, he'd do a moment, signal the crowd and then pick right. them up. And it's become something he counters people into. And yeah. you would not think <laughs> from this move that you could just casually segue into spinning somebody like, around by their ankles. He literally caught someone one time and then was like, oh, here we go, spin. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the shift uh, from doing it WWE style to, to doing it in his mm -hmm. own style again because 
WWE wanted to make it was when they decided to do it. It was like it's going to make it a big spot to get you know make the crowd cheer. Big you got to stop, work the crowd, then you do it, then mm-hmm. it's over. And now, now it's just like oh, it could be any time. But yeah, again, I give it. Uh, I gave this one three and a quarter. Sure. Again, uh, solid ends with uh, Claudio putting uh, Buddy in the sharpshooter. There's some kind of back and forth. Uh, Matthews tries to crawl to the ropes, gets dragged back the center, eventually has to tap out. And, yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, nobody um, comes out from either faction, I think. It's just Claudio uh, makes his yeah. way back up the ramp. But, yeah, um, again, solid, good uh, good pre-show match. Did, wasn't there a, an attempted handshake from Claudio? Today? Yes, that's right. Claudio mm-hmm. does offer the handshake, and Matthews mm-hmm. gives him the shoulder yep. on his way out of the ring. Like not just douche. Not just didn't do it, just, like, shoulder check. And when mm. you're up, when that much of your upper body is shoulders, that has to really hurt. <laughs> Let's see. All right. So then that brings us to our final match on the pre-show. Uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships defended by MJF against the Guns. Now, the other tag team champion, as we all know, is Adam Cole. But he Bye-bye. has been out with an ankle injury for a few months. Oh so at, the la- at a Wrestle Dream, MJF defended this in a handicap match. Just defended it on his own successfully. But against the Guns, who are part of the uh, same faction that he's defending against later tonight, he's needed a partner. So after going through just about everybody in AEW, who unfortunately remember that MJF has spent the last four years being the Uh, biggest tool on the roster, he literally cannot find anybody who will help him, apart from the acclaimed. Who are now dead. (laughs) Yeah, they got taken out by the devil, who Mm. may or may not be MJF, but we can get into the devil story a little bit later. All this to say, MJF's partner is none other than the until recent uh, Ring of Honor television champion, Samoa Joe, who has vacated that title because he wants to go after the AEW championship. And in fact, his only reason for partnering with Max is because it gets him a world title shot down the road. So one thing I wasn't clear about going into this match was if Joe actually, if they needed to successfully defend the titles in order for Joe to get a title shot, or if it would just be like, you come down, you're my partner, Okay, thank you. You've got your shot. I would oh. assume. I would assume yes. Yeah, seems like that was the former because Joe did seem like he was in the match all the way. Yeah, through it's not like right. he was like, oh, like all right, I'm yeah. out, deuces. Yeah, he um did uh let's see. There was you know kind of the usual like they're not a, the the guns are a well oiled machine. They're you know tagging each other, working, isolating, and working smoothly. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know Joe will tag himself in. Max doesn't like that. Um, Joe does get his great walkaway spot in. I think one of the guns tries to do just a standing drop kick, and Joe oh. just turns and walks two feet to the side, causing him to just plant on the mat. I know this was not um, in this pay-per-view, but the last match where he did that, this is now a meme all over. It's not just, like, in the wrestling world. Like, this is a meme, like, throughout, and people are using it as, like... Um, me asking my boss for a raise and then like my boss like stepping so out was, of the oh, way and was his, probably it was John Cruz John who also Cruz. wrestles as Serpentico sometimes. Oh really? Yeah, That's yes. guy. Um but he's coming off the top rope doing, trying to do like a diving tackle or something. Yeah, Joe walk does his walk away and he's 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 mid shot of him going, What the hell man? Like, turning his head <laughs> and shrugging in mid air before yeah, like, he hits the non, ground. Non wrestling like yeah. people are using this as a meme now, which I am year four like yeah. fantastic that's excellent yeah joe like joe has just been so revitalized the last the last eight months in particular i think just his the last part of his run with the ring of honor tv title and honestly as a contender for the aw world title like I, it got lost in all the drama but his match against punk at all in was just amazing mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, I just... It was amazing. I, I wish they'd come up with a neater way for him to lose the, the TV title than just saying, I don't want this anymore. Mm. I, I, I Okay, yeah, but it does... Right. Well, I, I, I guess so, but at the same time, it does make him seem stronger in a way. But where it doesn't make the belt look stronger. No. Well, I mean, it doesn't make it look weaker, though. He's, def- he's kept it, he's defended it, and, and now at this point he says, I'm going, to, I'm going to give this up because I have my eye on the top prize, on the, uh, like the biggest prize in the company. And that's not without precedent. I mean, right. Austin did that with the Intercontinental title yeah. um, back in the Attitude Era. I guess my main thing is they made a, such a huge point of Joe being like he'd set a record for his yeah. reign in this long, incredible run. I feel like when you've done that, you've got to est- use that to establish somebody else. I, I think in the same way that, like, you know, but, if Roman just decided I'm going to go make movies in Hollywood, okay, the Universal title is vacated, um, I would take this computer that's right in front of me and would just smash it into the nearest flat wall until I was holding like small pieces of plastic in my hands. But now Tony wow. Khan gets to do his new favorite, get to do his favorite thing ever, and that's have a tournament. tournament. There will be a tournament. <laughs> a tournament. Yeah, so I'll, I'll see where they go with it. I, I just mainly. It, the last match he had before vacating was against Keith Lee, and that's another guy I've wanted to see. I just, get. Good gracious, Keith Lee I just, needs to push I just so bad. I want to pretend there was a creative meeting. It was just like, so how do we get, how do we get the belt off Joe? With well, he still remains a strong contender, and then, <laughs> and then it's just like they're discussing ideas, and then Tony Khan just starts hitting the table, going tournament, 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 tournament. It's like the meme tournament. of the History Channel guy. I'm yeah. not saying tournament. <gasps> But tournament. <laughs> but oh yeah. So. <laughs> I but see no. his little excited eyeballs. I like I like I like the chemistry between them because uh, they were it, it was it was an interesting thing. They weren't actively working against each other, but they were like, no, I'll show you how to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Do, it's a douchey kind of teamwork. Yeah, is sort yeah. of where I put them. It's like, oh, you did it that way. Let me do this. It's way. it's it's the very it's very much the frenemy thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like MJF at one point gets one of the guns, and I I'll go ahead and say I don't I can never tell which one is which. I know they don't look alike. I just right. forget which one has which name because right. they're the ass boys. That's all that matters. Right, they're Austin and Colton. MJF gets one of them on the corner and tries to do Joe's muscle buster finisher. Right. And as just like deliberately in your face, and then he gets hit with a drop kick before I can finish it. So uh, the next time MJF circling around to do his kangaroo kick, and Joe just tags himself in before MJF can do it. And that was good timing. Then they just face <laughs> off like, all right, fine. How about this? Each one takes a gun in the corner uh, and try to do uh, simultaneous <laughs> muscle busters. Yeah. Not gonna make the joke. Not gonna make the joke. <laughs> Simultaneous muscle busters. Well, in order to to have dueling muscle busters, you need to each have a gun. <laughs> and I know of one team that can, well, I'm not gonna say. Yeah, so fun match. I'll um, let it go. Uh, towards the end, the guns are actually doing pretty well. I think they've isolated uh, MJ. You know, yes. they isolated Joe in the ring, mm-hmm. and then uh, we hear the music of Adam Cole, who is Yay! only hasn't been actually in an arena, I think, since. Uh, the week after he suffered his injury. He's been to a bunch of pre-tape segments yeah. and stuff. But Still the most fresh from not loading the dishwasher, apparently. <laughs> that was such oh, a Oh, Britt tweet. Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, Brit. DMD, was not uh, not present at me? the show, but she was very present on, on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Cole comes limping out on crutches. Uh, both guns turn to face him because he's obviously the biggest threat right now. And Joe immediately <laughs> locks a coquina clutch on one of them from oh, behind yeah. and uh, gets, the, gets the submission. So, quick match. Uh, 
Joe actually shake hand, shakes yes. hands with MJF and just MJF, walks away. Well, he, I mean, he admitted earlier on, like the last time, that he was like, you did what you had to do. Like, I respect that. Yeah. So, I mean, the respect's there. But he does, as soon as he walks out, both the guns double-team MJF and start beating the ever-loving yep. crap out of him. Oh. And Joe does not turn around. No, Well, no. At that point, he's gone. It's not his problem. Nope. Nope. Uh, okay, he bye. did his thing. And Cole is out there on the side of the ring, and all he can do is just cry out helplessly from his crutches and just, and just yell. And let's go ahead and talk about this now, because I feel like there are kind of two ways to interpret this. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole is the devil. He's mm. the guy under the devil mask, and yeah. this whole evening was him masterminding a plot to get himself in a position where he can uh, challenge for and win the AEW championship without having to take it directly from MJF. In which case, him sitting outside the ring watching and then everything that happens after this makes sense. Look, mm. I love Adam Cole. It's not Adam Cole. If we're going to like just go off of the devil's physique of the person who is literally in that it is not Adam Cole. It's also possible it's, it's been different people at different times. I, they, they've said, uh, they have said to, I think it's uh, uh, Fightful has reported that in all of the segments where the guy went in the devil mask appears, the person under it is the person it is meant to be in story. They're not just using yeah. like a, a, a local worker as a, as a placeholder. Right. right. They, it They're not been, saying it's just one person? Right. So it could be that they will <sighs> reveal that multiple people have been using the okay, mask. Okay, then that's, that only furthers my plot. That literally only furthers my idea. You go ahead, though. I don't want to interrupt. No, I was oh, the only thing I was going to add is something I was thinking about um, previously, and that like really the whole the whole point of this angle, at least to me, is it's about the crux of MJF's character, and that is, you know, about how the fact that he has essentially used he's been an asshole to essentially protect himself against everybody it's that idea of if i'm the meanest person in the room no one's going to try anything no one's going to try to hurt me mm -hmm. and you know people people aren't going to expect better of me they'll, they'll, they'll be like yeah well of course he's being that way he's mjf yeah and he doesn't have to worry about things getting to him you know because he's protect he's essentially he's protecting himself emotionally yeah because you saw the last the last public friendships he had with other people it was like they were obviously he obviously was using them for clout mm -hmm. or using or they were or like in the case of jericho they were manipulating each other mm -hmm. they all ended and, with the relationship dissolving and mjf getting his ass kicked at a paper the, yeah. yeah these these the inevitable but not surprising betrayal yeah um and it, and it's like so so this thing with adam cole he thought i was probably going to go the same way yeah he was that was the uh, but I think like the the, the storyline to me is is absolutely great because it took this turn of, oh wait no I connect with this I genuinely connect with this guy yeah we're actually really good friends, and then he it opens him up to this idea of like oh I do want to try I do want to be a better per maybe not, not the, the best, best yeah but a, a but a better version of me yeah. You Which, know, that, that, and it goes along with the whole "I'm your scumbag" thing. It's like I'm, mm -hmm. I, it's like I'm not changing everything about me. I'm not doing it like a complete 180. But it, it, which is usually the best way to turn someone face, which is you take all of the terrible things about them, but you use them in a good way towards bad people. I mean, that was basically and, the Undertaker as a face. Was oh he's, yeah, he's a terrifying nightmare to people you already hate. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
And and so the you know the crux of his character now is like he's opened himself up. He's he's made himself vulnerable because he's willing to try. And I like I feel like the whole the whole crux of this is so what happens it really does depend on 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 who the devil is. So yeah. y'all have decided it's one of these two. I no no. Oh okay. Good. No, I don't think it's I don't think they're going to say it's MJF. I think that I don't think it's MJF. I think because that that makes it a more interesting story to me. If it's not MJF, it could be Adam Cole. I won't rule that out, but I don't think it is. I don't either. I think the idea to me that would be more interesting is Adam Cole is starts getting suspicious of like start, starts getting suspicious of the idea that it could be MJF, but it's not MJF. Mm-hmm. So the moment of doubt happens. Or the other way around. See, yeah. that's what I think we're, we'll be seeing it, because the I devil think, did not appear at all right, on this show right. in person. A lot of people were expecting that. Mm-hmm. And but, Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that, that, that's part of it, I think. It's just the idea is, like, I, th- I think that it, it's going to bring the moment of doubt between them, whereas, like, I thought we were past this. I thought we were actually mm-hmm. being friends now. And it's that, that, and it's gonna it's gonna have a big decision. It's gonna have a big effect on on how MJF char- MJF as a character goes forward. And Adam too. Yeah, yeah, and it, because MJF is either going to hit the wall and be like, "Well, see, this is why I don't try to be anything other than an uber asshole to anybody." Fuck you, you know. I, he he withdraws back to himself. Or he's goes, or he's like, or he try, he, he's like, no, I'm not, I know, I'm gonna keep, keep going this way out of, out of spite because I'm not letting you change me. I'm changing me the way I want to change. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, it's, it's, it's really interesting because this angle really only works because of who MJF is. Yeah. So. Which looks like good, babe. Well, that's what leads me to who I think, the devil is. Which who do you is think? Roddy. Jungle Boy. Roddy. Oh. It could be. It I, very well I could absolutely be. think it is. And here's because, why. Because, because I, everything started. Right. And they became friends. But that's his best friend. So if it's going to be the same people that yeah. are, then the physique changes. Like mm-hmm. they could have, you know, the next wrong boys. I can't yeah, think of their names. Uh, right um, oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> the Mike, kingdom. Mike Bennett and... Yeah. <laughs> That's not their name. Also, um, hasn't it been? I, I have not been watching the weekly stuff, but hasn't it been shown that Roderick can is like is yes yes he, and he, that's he, exactly has, he has what? wrestled entire matches. He'll yes. come down yeah. to the ring in the wheelchair neck brace, take them off, struggle back to his feet, go in, work a completely normal healthy match, Beautiful, and then immediately yeah. get helped back to the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. So that's exactly why I'm like, well, see, because this is what he wants. He's trying to get them pitted against each other. Yeah, yeah. And so that then furthers that angle. They don't even maybe have to like address the devil, and then later, like right as they after they have the fight, big camera moment, takes off the mask and is like, I right. won. I, I, I do won. think Adam! I, I do think the way the story ends is MJF turns on Adam because he thinks he's the devil, and so he destroys the one positive relationship he's ever had, only to find out that no, it wasn't him. Which is a way that they can resolve this if Cole is not going to be cleared to do in-ring stuff uh, in the so next few months. So that's why they're waiting. That's, that's exactly true. why they're waiting. See, yeah, that put things on hold because I think... Definitely. Yeah, because I think it, it could have... It would have happened sooner or, or been closer to a conclusion. But I think, honestly, actually, that was part of it. I think what would have happened at one point is... But no, he had to just go shatter his... Okay. There would if if, if a real injury hadn't have happened if it hadn't have happened there would have been a kayfabe injury to Adam Cole that would have been like this probably that would have worked like this and then led people to be like like it would have been maybe devil related somehow yeah 
and then they would have been trying to figure out and then that's what would have led to like the moment of doubt is like maybe it is still MJF who is worried that he's going to try and take his title again or something mm-hmm. like that but yeah now real life kind of got in the way of that <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I gave that one three and a half. Good, mm-hmm. uh, good one. I'm definitely does the job because it ends with MJF sets up a lot of drama for, yeah. the, for the rest yeah. of the night. After taking a vicious beating, gets uh, wheeled out on a stretcher, taken to the ambulance, and yeah. as they're loading him in, they start attacking his he's, his quad. Yeah. Oh, I should mention that. Yeah, they do. Uh, they it's hit him that, yeah. uh, hard on the leg with a chair shot. Uh, he's like unable to walk out of the ring. He gets led to, to er, wheeled out to an ambulance, and as they load him in, he is Adam! shouting desperately. Adam! Don't let him Don't take, let him my, take championship. my championship. My baby. And they close the <laughs> ambulance budget. drawers, and MJF is driven I away promise. from the arena. I promise. Right as we start the show. <laughs> that was good, right? It was so, <laughs> it was so, so good. Very <laughs> high drama all around. I promise. <laughs> so intense. And, uh, yeah, so Adam Cole, who has grown himself a very grizzled beard in his mm. recovery time. <laughs> Hobo Adam. Adam. <laughs> on his crutches, that. just staring thoughtfully as that Man, as goes away. It was a... It was so and then good. Claudio interrupted in the back. Yeah, Claudio just walks up to see what's going on. There's maybe they thought they were no, he was away walking a second down, earlier. He, no, he was walking down the steps trying to exit, and he was just like, "Oh shit!" It, I, only so many hallways. People I mean, that that segment other. is what makes me so happy about wrestling, where he's like, "I watch the goofiest shit." Yeah. And then I look at a segment like that and go, "As a wrestling fan, this is silly." <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I know. Oh well, we'll, we'll get to and silliness we as well. Love it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And not so silly. That, mm-hmm. Well, that's actually been one of the things people have kind of talked about on this card is just kind of the tone whiplash all over the place. Whatever, so we can yeah. kind Whatever. of go as we get in. It's, it's not. It's not tone whiplash to me. It's this match has carries this emotional weight to it. Yeah. This match might as well have da 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 da, da, da behind it. <laughs> yeah. It, the the emotional whiplash only carries as much as like uh, as long as it doesn't happen within the same match. <laughs> the trick yeah, is really yeah. to not have a very long attention span. As right. soon as you can just move into another emotional register. Oh, maybe that's why. I, I really that was the one. serious one. This is the fun one. <laughs> All right, so Look we start here. the show off proper with a trios match between the patriarchy. TNT champion Christian Cage, With Luchasaurus, and children's Nick Wayne. choir intro. All yes. little girls too. I mean, no, no, I think well, there were two boys. There were two boys. Okay. Something yes, like that. Well, the important thing is all their dads were dead. A bunch of preteen <laughs> children singing out. They were out. forced into those adoptions. And then there's a long list of the virtues of Christian Cage <laughs> counting down. Um, I don't think I got all of them. Oh, <laughs> it's just but like you got most inspiration, of them. leadership, and just, yeah, dad. <laughs> But yes, and they are taking on Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, and Sting. And they also, I will say, get a pretty cool entrance. Starts a little weird with the three of them touching the tips of their bats together Just backstage. <laughs> I mean, literally, there's, they're holding baseball bats. And weird anyway, children. <laughs> it's not gay. Wrestling is not gay, you guys. <laughs> it's not gay if there's a referee present. It makes me think of um, John. <laughs> Yeah, we were trying. We, uh, Gina's brother uh, was wa- with <laughs> us. We were watching, I think, All Out and <laughs> just trying to explain how, like, yes, it may seem like it has a homoerotic charge, but it's real. Mm-hmm. And then Dalton Castle came out no, for, uh, for a battle royal. Claimed. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah everyone so loves the claimed, yeah. And he was like, what in the flying fuck am I watching? And I was like, exactly. Well, wait, hold on. You haven't gotten through the entire entrance yet. Hold <laughs> you on. I don't even know. <laughs> he was cackling. He was crying. He was like, this is weird. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, when. Uh, we love it. When Sting and Co. come out, they actually got a pretty cool thing where Sting has his normal Sting full and face. Co. Paint. 
I don't know if they have a faction name on that. that like, they don't, actually. Yeah. It sounds like a really hip bar. But uh, <laughs> Sting has his full face paint on, and Darby and uh, Adam Copeland each have a half of their face painted. Kind of a yeah. neat bit of symmetry. I like it even, you know, even when they're not an established tag team. I like when they all come out with matching. They clearly I'm coordinated. I'm surprised Dogs didn't make a comment about No, he did. He, oh, he, it, wasn't, it wasn't as, as – but he said he, he, how, he did mention how much he liked that. It, it, it's great. I like team, you know, team symmetry. Yeah, yeah no. when it works together, it flows. Yeah. And it's a you know, fun match. I mean, I think, again, the miracle kind of continues that Sting, who is 63 years old, I think, at this point. Well, this is his retirement tour at this yeah, point. Yeah, they've, yes. they've made that very clear. Very clear. But they, Which is fun by me. But still, well, yeah, you're right. The fact that he is, he is flinging himself around like this, and it's... It's not. Uh, it's not uh, sad and terrifying like Ric Flair. Well, that's who what was I was trying to say because yeah, before that, the three of them come out. Ric Flair comes out with his own little entrance and turns to welcome them. Did not get the the team memo about dress. Not at all. And when you see him on the outside, like there's a segment where he's trading chops with um oh, that with hurt. Christian, and he can the dude can barely throw his right arm. Like it's just, and so you look at Sting what in there, he, and you're 99? just like. He is Mumra the Ever Living. Uh, he's in his seventies. He's a couple years ahead of Sting. He's in his seventies. L- uh, he looks like he's ninety-eight. Uh, Seventy-four years old. Oh, yeah. this is see, this is what happens he's when only we don't. Two years older than my mom. He looks. Tw- uh, he, he, looks right. he looks ninety-eight. He looks twenty years older than my like, mom. That's that what is I'm what saying. happens with a lifetime of styling, profiling, and wheeling, coke. and dealing, <laughs> kiss stealing. Jet riding. Jet riding, limousine flying. Wait. (laughs) Jet flying, limousine riding. There we go. Wheeling and wheeling. Son of a God. There we go. We we did it. We got there eventually. We're we're smart for wrestling fans. (laughs) But yeah, so. It was a big uh, five head. You know what's sad is I'm the the one who's not drinking. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be the responsible one. No, oh, well, we're doomed. But yeah, he is at ringside having reactions to everything that is going on. Um, and oh, and boy, howdy, did he? <laughs> that reminds me, I think a recurring segment on at least one show should just, I mean, we're going to have to get dogs back in here and just no. just do some pre-tapes where it's like, Ric Flair, what did you think of the match? And he just does it. <laughs> because that's what dogs was doing for the rest of the night after that. Yeah. I thought Shelby was going to pass out. Oh, my gosh. What was the one he said, the one reference he made about like, oh, I don't remember. He, he was talking about like specific people, like, oh yeah, he did this in this match. And <laughs> Sandman sleeping oh, well, well, there was first in a duster one time. Well, one of my favorite, well, one of my favorites was Harley Race pulled a gun on me once, <laughs> and I went only once. That that one. <laughs> I thought this was a fun match. It was. Uh, get, get, open the crowd. You get it was the star much power. More fun with Doug's commentary. Um, the nice thing that they're doing is that uh, Lucha. Uh, um, Christian and Edge, act, sorry, Christian and Adam Copeland never actually lock up in the ring. I don't think they ever, either one actually lands a full move against That's each other. True. I think Copeland I, grabs at him a couple of times, but Copeland, oh yeah, uh, no, Christian, Christian immediately. Christian is making the conscious decision of I'm not dealing with you. Yeah, so you start off with kind of Darby and Nick Wayne. Uh, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne throwing each other around, which I said this the night of. Oh, You've Nick. got... Edge and, uh, dang it. You know what's sad? Adam Nick Copeland. Wayne is too young to understand the Chappelle Show reference. <laughs> Edgeland. He was. You can call him Adam Edgeland. That was that was mine. That was I was pretty proud of that one. <laughs> I, was he? He was what five years old when Flair retired. Oh my gosh! Um, the first time, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy that you've got uh, Adam Copeland and Christian, who are both in their late forties or fifties. Sting, who is in his sixties, and Ric Flair on the outside, who is in his seventies. 
and none of them were the people I was most worried about getting a serious <laughs> injury this true. night because you've just got Darby and Nick Wayne having a throw each other <laughs> harder contest. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, it's uh, and honestly, I mean, it's still, good. They, I mean, props to Nick Wayne. He 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 got to be in a match to be thrown around yes. by Adam Copeland, Sting. Darby Allen, he was standing by Christian. Like that's that's, that's a hell of a way to get your career I mean, off the ground. Even if he doesn't like directly work with Rick, I right? Mean, Rick's right Rick's there. Right like there, that's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Golly. And, yeah. So it's fun. Um, it was a good match. Yeah, a lot of kind of they they balance it out very nicely with like the younger, more like fully able guys handling a lot of it, and then just sort mm-hmm. of staying, getting his spots in. Adam Copeland's looking pretty good, I think. He's yeah, yeah. He's shown up. He's doing the, I think the the faster AEW style well. Um, there's a I, uh, consi- considering what he didn't want to do. He, the reason he didn't stick with WWE is he didn't want to become a, kind of like a, a special attraction slash part timer. He, yeah. He's yeah. shown up ready to do the job. Yeah, he didn't want to be. He's like I'm not at the Bill Goldberg phase of my career or the Brock Lesnar where it's just like you you pay me every couple of months yes. to show up and it's like oh he's here it's a big deal, which. I mean, you kind of wish the guy currently holding their company's world championship uh, had that attitude. But anyway, um, look, I'm just going to say, if you look at pictures of Adam before he left mm-hmm. WWE and now, like he looks like he actually is eating. Oh, because yeah. No, the, the, the sunkenness of his face. He had I mean, like, he was, my he was, gosh, he, he had looked time, miserable. Time, yeah, he had finally had time to recover, not just from the the injury that. Yeah, it threatened him, um, but also to recover from the road schedule of yeah. working with WWE. He just—he looked like he was half of a step away from Skeletor. Mm-hmm. He just—actually, he was. He was at ringside in a purple suit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's sort of like um, even when he came back at Royal Rumble, he just had this uh, tremendously gaunt look to him. Yeah, really, really, and like. Well, I remember, Sickly. I think it was uh, something uh, Mox said in an interview where he talked about coming back after his few months away from AEW and he was uh, getting sober. And he was like, everybody said I looked so good when they came back. And I was like, well, yeah, I'd lost a bunch of weight because I wasn't drinking alcohol anymore. My calorie intake had changed and all I could do was just work out. But I'd get in the ring and I just felt like garbage because the only thing that keeps you in shape for wrestling is wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might not be like a super cut, like, you know, not a carb yeah. on you guy, but... It's, a guy who's like built to, to do like a 25 30 minute match is going to look different from a guy who's just got like a six hour workout each morning yeah and i think edge had kind of trained up so hard and now i think we're kind of getting to see him like okay a nice like, relaxing yeah mm-hmm. uh, not rela- quote unquote, relaxing control pace yeah but yeah so there's um obviously still a lot of story to be told here because uh the, christian does uh, at one point uh get in the ring and try to hit uh Copeland from behind with the TNT title. He misses, hits the Luchasaurus. Uh, Copeland turns to chase him, and Christian books it through the crowd. And when I say books it, I don't mean <laughs> that. I don't mean he's packs. just a few feet ahead. I mean he gets out of the ring, runs to the barricade. The camera swings back to follow Copeland as he gets out of the ring. And when he gets to the barricade, we see a shot, and Christian is a good 50 feet up the aisle. He's oh, yeah. running full He's almost tilt. at the exit. Like he yeah. is almost at the exit, like at the Look, bottom of like, the ramp. He spent most of that match avoiding Edge so he could map out his escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, here are all my exit vantage points. It's like I'm gonna make my shot. Damn it. Okay, gotta go. <laughs> That's well, my time, people. My one moment. <laughs> and so yeah, uh, Luchasaurus ends up left alone in the ring. Uh, I think Aww. he takes a finisher from each of the other three guys and eventually gets pinned. When is pinged. he gonna turn on him? 
Uh, it, I mean, it'll happen. It's it, taking too long. <laughs> it was supposed to happen like three he's months ago. 65 million years old. He's a patient creature. 75, no, it's, what so was it he corrected? I think Darby said, he's like, you're 65 billion years old. And you million. share the background. Million. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, he, I think he gets pinned by Darby after a coffin drop. Yes. Um, so yeah, they win, celebrating the ring. And then uh, Darby grabs the microphone to remind everyone that this is Sting's final match in California. And the crowd gives him an ovation and some thank you Sting chants, <laughs> and which is nice. Other people were making jokes, being like, "Oh, it's because he just hates you. <laughs> That's why he doesn't want to be here anymore." It was, <laughs> done with all you people. <laughs> he's not retiring. He's he's just tired of your shit, California. It, I I know why he did it, and and I know. and it was you know it was that was fair, but it just it, 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 Darby Allen <laughs> specifically Al- no, you. No, Darby Allen had the t- had this tone of like. A school teacher who is angler, angrily reminding a class, <laughs> let's be nice to Mr. Sting. He came here today to educate all of us. Uh, twitch, twitch. Yeah. I twitch. And I, say, I think Sting deserves <laughs> all this applause because the dude no, is an amazing of career. Course. and it's. I just appreciate he's taking this a safe route. Yeah. You know, it's funny to me as I think Sting is going to retire and he'll actually be fine. I don't think he'll have that itch to come back. I think yeah. he's going to be fine. Like, yeah. I don't like. Even if he doesn't want to leave full, like, yeah, the the you know whole career, right? Like, he'll be fine. I like, don't think he was planning to really get back in the ring when he came back the first no, time. I think I that think was just he was supposed to be backstage, right? Well, I think they would have him like show up, pair him with Darby, coach, and, yeah, coach be Darby, a, be a coach, and maybe do like one or two of those kind of cinematic matches where they can film ahead and sort of work around Aww, it. But I do say I do miss those. Those uh, were fun. And then in something the happened, and he got the bloodlust. So. <laughs> Or he, he got told, but and we're to all it. the better for it. Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've just seen so many cases of, I mean, you know, I I have every prayer for Mark Calloway's happy health and retirement, but the Undertaker was just a <sighs> shambling like skeleton of a man <sighs> for the Dead last man walking, six you say. years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. number two count for Chris. He was like an undead Benjamin Button. Like, he just got closer oh. to the grave the longer that he was... I mean, he is looking better now. <laughs> he is. Retirement seems to have finally uh, eased up on him. All right, so after that match, yeah, again, uh, good crowd opener, um, good energy. I gave that one uh, three and a half. Yeah, okay. just solid, uh, good story. Uh, so we have actually a segment now with Tony Schiavone at the top of the ramp, joined by Jay White, announcing... That because MJF is injured and not able to compete tonight, they have no choice to, by default, and I'll admit, this is where I'm kind of annoyed because if the champion is not able yeah, to defend his title, yeah, this is weird stipulation. This is a weird stipulation. The challenger just has to challenge. I'm okay? so sorry, y'all. Gina could not hold her opinions back I any was, longer. I was opening my mouth to make an annoyed no- noise, and <laughs> out came with this terrible. There it was. You can't edit that one, David. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This whole feud with MJF (laughs) and Jay White has kind of been stretching my affection for the insane rules that wrestling operates under because Jay White just stole the belt physically. That's not a normal one. That's not a (laughs) normal... Like, he has stolen the the physical title belt. He's never beaten MJF in a singles match. He's just stolen it from him and is running around refusing to give it back. They had uh, an eight-man tag match where Jay White did pin him, and the stipulation there was he had to return the, the belt if they lost. They won, so the referee takes the stolen belt and hands it to him, and it just starts to feel like, wait. If Bryce hadn't have touched it and Jay just grabbed yeah. it, 
would have been fine. Yeah, it's the fact that AEW officials are getting involved in actively And come on, Bryce, you know him. better than that. Yeah. Right. This is the kind of this kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, the champ can't defend, so it goes to the challenger. That's the no, only. No, it, then it's postponed. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> what, what they were about to do, which was award Jay the belt, the yeah. actual title. That's usually reserved for when a champion is a chicken shit heel. Yeah. And is like he's running away from a challenge. So it's like, or okay. Or it's like serious. It's like this right. is the only way we will get you in the ring is right. by telling it's like you. If you it's, like, it's like if you don't, if you're unable to compete or if or yeah. that, that's when they do things like, oh, it'll change hands on a count out or a DQ. Right. Instead so, of just being like, well, yeah. he, like your, your buddies attacked him and left him unable to fight. So now you just get the championship. Mm. That, yeah. that felt that's weird. Yeah. I, I will I will say the, the the positive thing about it was seeing Jay White jump around yeah. like a kid with a golden ticket. Dude, he in. was freaking obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. But man, oh, I, he, I he, thought Shivani was gonna throat punch him at he one was, point. He was so close. He was like the he's like an angry parent who he was like you can't <laughs> discipline this child because it's not his. <laughs> He's like, I'm this close. So he's like, shut weapon. up, kid. But so close to backhand this bitch. Before he can do that, Adam Cole's music hits again, and he comes out on his crutches. Bang. His his big his big super well thought out plan to stop them from taking his title. I'm a fight you. Is to announce that he will defend Max's title if Max can't do it himself. So now the and world all, title is on the line between Adam Cole and Jay White. And Adam Cole's crutches, because look at them, they're right there. Yeah, neither of whom is actually the world champion. <laughs> there was and some one of conf- whom, there was some confusion on Twitter at this point as to where things were going. And one uh, of whom recently had double brain, ankle surgery. Yeah. But nah, so nah. I'll, I'll go ahead and say I like it when there is a, a running story through a pay-per-view. I think yeah. that, that can add some some fun. Uh, one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time is I think it was the '98 Survivor Series mm-hmm. where they had that tournament leading up yes. to the world. Like that was is one of the best booked shows just in terms of a, a start to finish story I've ever oh, right, seen. Yeah. This one, a through line is always good. Yeah, I think maybe, and we can talk about it more when we get to the main event. This what? one, I think, might have added a few more twists and turns to a story that would have been pretty you, good if they just went on its you own. You know what? If even if they had said, like, let's say for example, like Shivani came out and said, "This match has been postponed," mm-hmm. and then like until we hear of the champs' like status, whatever. Even if Adam Cole came out yes. and was like, you know what? No. MJF would want this defended. So I will step in and be MJF. Like, that's all it had to be. I, but it's still just the I mean, main issue so of like, who, who is defending the title here? Neither of these men is the champion. That's fair. Also, who's authorizing this? None of these yeah. men are in the position. To- <laughs> At some point, they say backstage, Tony Khan has made it official. But it would have been kind of hilarious if Tony Khan has made it official. Nothing those guys said count. That's yeah. not how this works. They're idiots. <laughs> but yeah, so again, well, we can get into a little more when we get to the main event. But so that's kind of the where they've what they've set up, and they're. I just uh, love just Tony Schiavone just to take out his phone. He's like, Hang on, Tony. Tony Khan just texted me. He said he told both of you to shut up. That's not how this works. <laughs> Shove it. <laughs> he asked me to take out the water bottle that yes, I'm being handed right now, and spray both of you until you go away. <laughs> All right, so we continue the uh, uh, actual card with Orange Cassidy defending his AEW oh, National yeah. Championship who, against who, John Moxley. I feel so bad the other day. I called him straight OJ. I was <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I was like, hey, you know, I am excited for this OJ match. And I was like, wait a minute. He that had sounds, an OJ match. I, 
I was like, that's terrible. That's not what I meant. But orange juice, that's what I meant. But okay. Oops. So yeah, Cassidy defending. Um, the orange did juice. This is his first uh, singles match with Moxley since the main event of All Out, yes. where uh, Mox defeated him and took the title. I loved that match. Yes. I gave it five. It was only the second uh, mm-hmm. match I've, I've given one of those two since I've started this. And I admit there was a part of me that was just kind of like, this whole thing got kicked off because Mox suffered a legit concussion during a title defense and called an audible yeah. to lose the, the title in the ring right there. I'm so glad we're all going in this safer direction, by the way. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys, like, you know, making these choices. But we can talk about that later. I... I was not sure how I would feel about this one because it just it felt a little bit jury rigged. But I, if this match didn't live up to the last one, it's just because it didn't have that much storm momentum. It was still a really good oh, match yeah. between Real. these two. Oh, I yeah. mean, what was it we were talking about the other day, Robert? We were talking about like, oh, Eddie Kingston did a promo mm-hmm. um, a little while ago. I can't remember for what, probably ROH, but. It was essentially like him, like talking smack about the other people, like other mm. champions. Yeah. Like no names, but where they don't, you know, they're not the workhorses. Like Mox is a workhorse. Orange Cassidy is a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Like these, like people who are like, it's not just about being a champion. Like, and I was just like, you know what? You're right. Like, one, Orange Cassidy deserves that. Like, Mox has clearly been the leader for a while, but. To have like him like throw in Orange Cassidy in there too for being like what the longest reigning inter- I think I he had the most defenses. I yeah, think he yeah. had the, I don't think it was the longest time, but he had yeah. the most uh, the, the highest number yeah. of successful title defenses. Mm-hmm. So I mean I don't know. I just I appreciate hearing I think his name. The, up the, there. Whole, the whole storyline on the Orange's on the Orange's side was let him take a nap, please. Like, yeah. The, uh, the him with Renee. Yeah. Oh, the, I'm just so tired. Just, me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> and honestly, that's kind of what this story's been. Is that like. Mox beat him pretty decisively because he was just a, a wreck of a person after that really long, yeah. really dragged out title mm-hmm. reign. And now we come back into it and he's had time to rest and heal up. But like Mox is just like, you couldn't beat me then and you can't beat me now. And oh. on their uh, on the build up to this, you had bits where like Mox would almost no sell an orange punch. Like he just was taking Cassidy's offense and just coming back for more. And like they would just show like Cassidy started like, maybe I can't beat this guy even at 100 percent and well again it's only a 12 minute match but the story they told in this of just mox just hitting him with you know slams hitting him on the barricade just attacking getting up hitting him again and just cassie not being able to get any offense in until he finally uh gets the crack in because hook is with him at ringside mox comes out with yuda hook comes out with cassidy Oh, Yuta started some major crap with that one. And on their match in Dynamite, at one point, Hook got Moxley in the red rum, and Mox visibly panicked until he could make it to the ropes. So Cassidy puts the red rum on Moxley, and Moxley again freaks out, grabs blindly for the ropes, and gets his hands on the cor- in the corner and takes the turnbuckle pad off, oh, just in like his blind flailing. Beautiful moment. Like, yeah. you couldn't have timed that any yeah. better. It was oh, so good. And then just a moment later, uh, Cassidy positions himself in front of that turnbuckle, does the hands in the pocket spot. Mox charges at him. Sweet. Cassidy just moves, and Mox slams headfirst into that turnbuckle, <sighs> takes a moment to step back and recover, and then gets a drop kick from behind and slams into it again. And just like, because... That was it? He just found the weakness in the armor. Whoop, sorry, I just yanked the headphones a little bit. 
and just hits him with, I think it was six consecutive orange punches. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Mox gets back, back on his feet back after back. like four of them, but finally can't get back up. Yeah, it was an echo of the previous match where Mox just demolished him at yeah. the end of the yeah. match. Like he was just throwing offense after offense, but clearly getting weaker and weaker and mm -hmm. just eventually getting worn down. And this one, he just finds the energy to keep delivering at the end. I just, I love that story. I just love the... The strategy and just a reminder, which none of us should need at this point, but Orange Cassidy knows how to tell a story He's in so a wrestling good. match. He's so good. Jim Cornette, suck on my nards. <laughs> you can suck on my nards. I'm going to um, need all of you to stop hitting my equipment for various reasons, please. <laughs> hey, it looked I'm funny. doing great. Gina, you're the only one doing great. Thank Thanks. you, honey. Thanks. I'm trying. Robert and Chris, stop <laughs> yanking on things. Stop hitting things. Just do not, Chris. <laughs> I swear to what? fuck. What? I, you, you, I didn't do anything. You Robert, can't prove it. Do not Robert. deep throat my microphone. I was just going to bite it a little. I'm pouring myself another glass of uh, bourbon, so I think that'll, that'll help me out a lot with the uh, <laughs> responsible management of the electronics. It's going to do wonders for his hand-eye coordination. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bourbon is amazing for coordination. Would you like How another glass, by the way? <laughs> How am I doing here? I think I, I, might, I might get a refill here in a minute. <laughs> I was just say. Hold on. I'll throw it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You don't need to stop on my account. I just, I'll be right back. All right, Chris stepping out for a minute. But yeah, so. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Suck on my nards. <laughs> Not Orange Cassidy. I was going to say, babe. No, I want Cornette to suck on my nards because he's wrong. Orange Cassidy's amazing. Mox is also amazing. So, all y'all yeah. marks out there for Cornette, you're wrong. Sorry. Not sorry. They're awesome. Waiting for a moment. Uh, I don't hear dogs. Cocking a gun. Or... I don't hear Jamie either. Haha, <laughs> I know you're listening, Jamie. <laughs> I was waiting for dogs to just burst through the wall like the fucking Kool Aid man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You did not say that about Cornette. <laughs> yeah. So, again, good match. Um, couldn't quite live up to their one. No, from previous. solid four Regals yeah, for I gave, me. I gave it four as well. Um, just good, good storytelling. Um, given that this was an accident, that this was like that. I feel like the this was probably supposed to be Moxley defending it again and Cass, Cassidy coming to reclaim the title. Mm -hmm. I think they worked it around very neatly, and it becomes this thing of, yeah, Cassidy wondering, am I really the champion? Do I deserve this? And proving to himself and to all of us that, yes, he does. He does. All right. All right. So, yeah, um, at, I just thought Mox and Cassidy uh, ran it back really well. Um, couldn't quite live up to the first one. but Four regals from yeah. me. Four for me as well, and next up we have Orange Cassidy. One, that's what I care about. That's yep. right. One uh, note on the interlude because we get a backstage segment where uh, Jay Briscoe announces that he will be competing in the Continental Classic. So this man at this point we have um, bless his heart. <laughs> him, uh, Brian Danielson, Andrade, and before the evening is over, Eddie Kingston will also announce that he's participating. So that's. Four participants, and it starts on Wednesday. So they're and this have is to... apparently for a new title. Okay, so uh, Kingston yeah, uh, during his yeah. during his interview, he, don't he, tell. <laughs> <laughs> during uh, his segment, when Eddie Kingston also announces that he'll be competing, um, yeah, he mentions or he says that he'll be putting his Ring of Honor World Title and his New Japan yes. Strong right. title Both right. on the line for every match. Every which, match he's wow. in. Which yes. com confused people a little bit because they're like, so is that just for all of Eddie Kingston's matches? Tony Khan has since come out to clarify that what he mean, what was meant was the winner of the Continental Classic will be the Ring of Honor title and the holder of the New Japan title 
as well as the title of Continental oh. Classic champion. So um, that, the, the winner of the... Of the Eddie, not your best explanation, yeah, it, but that's was, okay. He, what he means is the titles are on the line in the tournament, and that's what he's thinking of with every match, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah, so basically whoever wins this tournament is a triple crown champion. They'll hold a belt in Ring of Honor, they'll hold a belt in New Japan, and they'll be recognized by AEW as this continental classic champion Damn. which sounds okay. kind of like the owen hart tournament thing where it's like you win it and you you're recognized yeah it's but not it's not like, something you defend or that you can yeah, lose yeah it's like the diamond ring that yeah no one else but max will ever have ever and they've announced a point system on this <laughs> that it's like uh points you, you get a certain number of points for oh, a win a certain no. number of points for a draw I can't no do but, it's, math. but it's interesting it's kind of like the pure matches they have in ring of honor where it's, they said it's kind of set up like uh like points how points work in the the football club they have the soccer uh, outfit they have yeah so like if you win several matches i'm um, not gonna bother trying to keep i up was gonna this. say i was like oh. i'm sure twitter will account that for us but yeah so it's an interesting idea they've said that there will be nobody allowed at ringside so there's no possibility of interference okay so it's no fans. more pure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fans nobody yeah, back so to covid times commentators hit the bricks oh yeah very very much modeled on the g1 that uh new japan does i think just as it is, it's kind of blatantly Tony Khan's gift to Brian Danielson in his last full year in wrestling. But you know what? It's, it's a gift to us all. Uh, good for old Cyclops. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just, that was like the most surprising thing. It's just like... Uh, Where did he get that rag from? He broke a new bone in his body. This one's in his face. What do you expect? It's his eyeball. He broke his eyeball. The but, orbital bone. He broke the thing holding in his eyeball. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Are you serious? How? You're, he's going to run out of things to break. Well, that's what the, it's a race against time. Reminds me of that joke about is like um, about really a cat, missing cat, and they is like it. They list all these these things and deficiencies that the cat has, and his answers to Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shelby, if you're listening, that's even funnier because your cat Lucky was something else. <laughs> Well, speaking of gifts to us all, mm. the next match is the AEW Women's Championship with Hikaru Shida defending against Timeless Tony Storm. Y'all, I, she is everything Lacey Evans was supposed to be. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's exactly what she was, man. And oh my gosh, I'm so happy for her. This whole she's thing. She's just the best. Well, see, see what, what makes it work now is it's on Tony Storm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, just the, the the gimmick of her being like just going off on this deep end craziness She's after as the outba- outcast yeah. fell apart. I didn't. I thought this would just kind of keep building and building, and eventually, like they'd run out of ideas. But they've they've hit exactly where it needs to sit it's, for a while. It's mm-hmm. at the pinnacle. It's yeah, so perfect. She's got her her butler who accompanies her around Luther. with shoes on a pillow. Um, she like literally the camera changes to black and white when we go into her locker room. She had room. a feather, <laughs> a feather garter. Yeah. On her leg, like. Yeah, how do you even get a feather garter? Like everything is feathers on. It's black and white. Everything is perfect. What I love is she comes out in black. Like the camera goes black and white for her entrance, and she goes to the ring, and then we go back to the hard cam, and her outfit actually is, is all black, black and white, white, and, gray. and mm-hmm. the only thing that has color is her red lips. Yep. It's the attention to yeah. detail that just makes me very happy. Yeah, I, I I love Sheeta, and I think she is an absolute workhorse of the women's division. But man, I. I she wasn't I feel, given enough in this one. The problem is she's just, it's like, here's a belt, have good matches. And she does, but she always loses to somebody who's just telling a better story or just is just like yeah. connects with the crowd or, or gets above ahead of the pack in a certain way. And Sheeta, 
Yeah, she's a three-time AEW Women's Champion, but yeah. somehow still feels just kind of wildly underappreciated. Yeah. Yeah, they... But this match, I just... I mean... I just, how many times did she try to cheat? Uh, quite a few. Yeah, um, Tony tried to cheat, what, like four times? And it's like, it doesn't matter. And we well, I, the best part, one of the, some of the best parts <laughs> was when she goes to take the shoe and the ref catches her. <laughs> and ah, she had the other one. But the shoes come in pairs, so she had the other yeah. one tucked away. So when the ref ah. took that one and put it outside, she had the other one ready mm-hmm. to go. You, when you say tucked away, what we mean is we saw her step to the outside and Lutha comes up uh, and just open like pulls back the back of her trunks drops a shoe down her shorts mm-hmm. yep. and then puts the other one in her right hand right yeah so it's uh and it is not the last time she will use her own trunks for storage space hey and uh, not just for the junk in her trunk hey sorry no the, but unfortunately i mean that with the most respectful also way literally there was foreign were... junk in her trunk by the end of this match <laughs> yes well that sounds weirdly that... xenophobic <laughs> what but yeah so um I, I thought this was fun. Again, Cheetah does well. They trade some chops. Like the, the wrestling itself is good, but they're like Tony it's hard not to just, it's hard not to get swallowed up by the gimmick and how much fun it is with with that part. Yes. Especially because the entire end sequence was her trying to position a I don't <laughs> remember what it is. It's, it's like a metal plate or a metal. Tray or something. It's the tray that had the oh, the, oh yeah, that it's makes the sense. tray that had the, the so pillow she, on it. So she goes to put it, you know, because her, her finisher involved. Oh, my gosh. I was. It, it, a running hip attack is what yeah. they call it. Hip it's a booty attack, bounce yeah. is what I call right. it. Right. And she goes, so she goes to put the metal tray into her, her trunk slash fishnets to uh, use the hip attack to, to knock Sheeta out. It proceeds to shimmy down her <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's immediately coming out like the bottom of the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Like she, it manages to stay in position, but it's like I forget who the ref was. Or they immediately it was Aubrey. It was Aubrey. She had to pretend not, not to, see to see it. See it so the it's so because uh, she uh, she winds up in the corner. Tony does the running hip attack, hits her in the face, and then like sits on her for the pin. Aubrey gets into position, and her face is just right next to it. It's really uh, and honestly, uh. counting the pin, checking your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, this my lipstick here. This all looks above board and three. <laughs> yep, and indeed, with a three count, Tony Storm becomes your and AEW no. Women's Champion. I believe this is her third time with the title as well. Uh, so she's tied with Sheeta for that. I'm doing math in my head. Because she had it. Um, That's a poor way to go. She won yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> math anywhere. She won it from Thunder Rosa. Had the interim championship that they later right, recognized. Right. There it is. The then, interim that actually was counted. That's like a lifetime ago yeah. with this gimmick. Because Good gracious. <laughs> There's almost two different people. Yeah. Guys, if you don't know the reference she's making, go home and watch Sunset Boulevard. You're going to understand is, everything. The character she movie. is playing is a reclusive past her prime silent movie film star yes. who got pushed out of movies when talkies came in yes that's literally everything like, yeah. the line she says is literally from the movie i'm ready, I'm yeah. ready for I'm my close-up mr khan i'm ready for my uh, at the scrum afterwards, uh, she was not able to join Tony the, Khan. Yeah. I saw the note. But she had a letter <laughs> delivered to him. Dearest <laughs> Anthony, I must. I had to jump on an aeroplane to visit she Peter said Lawford's aeroplane. 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 You know, you A-E-R-O. know. He had to stop himself because he like saw the spelling of it and was like, I have to hang on. I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> aeroplane. 
I love her. Yeah. I love her. There's a part of me that would have been fine if Sheeta had retained this because Tony is, if she loses, she just gets crazier and it's fine. Right, right. I think they're now, because they brought it up at the end of the match, they're bringing up her um, uh, her fangirl. Yes, so Mariah uh, May, who has just come over from New Japan, or yes. not uh, New Japan, I think Stardom, yeah. and yeah. Uh, has but joined AEW, and uh, seems to be positioning herself in the All About Eve uh, relationship yes. with Tony's Sunset Boulevard, that she's just her biggest fan, and she wants she comes out so with a bouquet of flowers for I Tony. Love. She thinks she's swell. Yeah. Just so swell. And the when, bee's she, knees. when she turns, she's going to turn bad. Oh, yeah. Because if y'all know the movie, you only know it's going to get worse from here. It's going to be rough. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed that match. Um, not too long, but I gave it a, I gave it three and three quarters. I mean, if I could give it story five, I would always, but, but yeah, match oh, yourself, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, three. Tony Storm is doing like the work of a lifetime. Like <laughs> the this, Lord's work. This, she, she is eating up a role that like wrestlers would kill to get. Yeah. Absolutely. The way it's, I mean, the way it's over. The way, yeah, the way it's over, oh, actually, the way the no. crowd reacts to it. I was looking at the wrong thing. Sorry. I gave that four and a quarter. Okay. Because I was go. like, oh, uh, wait, that I can't mean, be right. Dang. No, I definitely scored the storytelling higher on that one. Thank you. Okay. Four and a quarter. <sighs> I will update my lists accordingly. But yeah. That's right. You do that for her. After this is where we get the interlude where Eddie Kingston also announces that he's in the Continental Classic and there's that confusion about his titles possibly being on the line. That is a man who just sows chaos and confusion. Speaking of chaos and confusion, we have a four-way ladder match up next for the (laughs) AEW Tag Team Championship with uh, the champions Ricky Starks and Big Bill. We need to to prepare you for what's going to happen later. Good gracious. Versus FTR versus La Faccion Ingobernable, Rouge Andralistico versus the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. Man, I did not pick the winners of this one. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this not one, at all. This card, I got a lot wrong in my in my guesses. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, I I thought House of Black was gonna have a better night than they did. Me too. Sure did. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Buddy Matthews was gonna win, but I did think that uh, they were coming home with the with the tag titles. Um, this is a hard one to talk about without just becoming a long list of spots. Yeah, it's wild. It's yeah. fun. It's a Watch great it. great ladder match. Everybody gets a chance to show. We were a little distracted when we watched it live because this is when dogs really, was uh, really ramped up his, his thoughts. He was feeling himself. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just like a lot of great moments. Um, really does, a, for a match with uh, eight guys in the ring, everybody I thought got some nice moments to really show off what they can do. I think Roosh has been looking great recently. I think he's similar to Andrade. He's just refined kind of the Lucha style into a really, really hard-looking offense. Like when he does his like running tackles or like kicks in the corner, he seriously looks like he's trying when to When he was the on guy. that break for a really long time, like the crowd was chanting like, where is Roosh? Like for forever. So he's clearly made, like made it. He's, he's over. Who had the ladder spot where it was from the ring to like the announce table? Uh, where it was like set up between the apron where they yeah. had like uh so that was um Brody King and Drillistico. He right. like puts him over his shoulder and does like a like a over the shoulder tombstone uh onto the ladder and then they both roll onto the floor outside. Mm-hmm. And because the that somehow does not knock the ladder out of position. No, it did not. Brody <laughs> gets knocked back onto the ladder and Cash Wheeler does a splash to the outside. That was the, that was the one. It was like they, it was like they were determined to break that ladder. Oh, oh man. 
And I don't think they and did. And poor Brody, he was just trying to have a little nap and what he assumed was a hammock. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna take a nap right here. Yeah, the the ring announce table did its job holding up that ladder, which it will not do for the rest of the uh, year. Ha, but ha, ha, that ha, probably ha. led to the problem later. But that yeah. bet is yep. Yeah, there's but, a great, great bit where uh, early in the match, Roosh and Cash Wheeler both uh, climb up to the top of the ladder. They meet, and this is tr- the classic spot where you just start throwing hands at each other until one of you falls off the ladder. But instead, they just both climb back down. Both pick up the ladder, set it out on the side, and then start they beating fight the crap like out of as each God other. intended. <laughs> um, like they know how this goes. It's like uh, one of us is going off this ladder. No, no, no. No, you know what? No, we're ending this today. <laughs> we're breaking this cycle. Yeah, yeah. It was not. I think it was only about a 15-minute match. Or no, actually, no. Sorry, it was just over 20 minutes. So yeah. pretty long, but it just moved very quickly. A lot moved of stuff. Very, yeah, yeah. It was. I do think, even though they didn't win, when I, which I thought they did, I thought uh, both Malachi Black and Brody King got to look like some of the most dangerous guys. Oh, there. yeah. Um, I mean, they are. What Malachi did a thing that I don't know that I've seen before, but I thought was great. Uh, the, the latter got knocked out of position and was leaning against the ropes. Uh, Cash Wheeler hits Malachi. He goes against the ropes as well and is leaning on them. Cash bounces off the far ropes, and as he's coming at him, Malachi just jerks the ropes in front of him, causing the ladder to fly out. Oh, in yeah. Nice. And yeah. I was just like, oh, that's that's really smart, actually. It's, it's smart. It's good ring awareness. It's Yeah, it's... it's. That's... I wouldn't say ring psychology, but... It's yeah. it's using... It's it's basically uh, just that... Awareness kind of, of the space. Yeah, basically. that He has a good enough sense of like, oh, this is the perfect time to hey. yeah. use this. They they do make us wait for uh, Big Bill and Brody King to actually walk yeah. up because they it they're kind of just tied up in like their separate flurries for a while and then mm-hmm. finally when they do lock eyes they're both outside the ring on opposite sides they climb in and let's see did they grab the ladders no they they start attacking each other and then uh, Dax and Roosh hit them from behind with right. ladders to finally break it up. They did get a meat chant from the crowd, meat. which I I yes, would meat. I meat. will not be sad if that's a regular thing for AEW going love forward. That. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, great, great match. Uh, everybody got to show off everything. The Lucha guys got to do their flying. The FTR got to do their their great team stuff. Uh, eventually, it does end up with um, uh, Ricky Starks and Cash Wheeler uh, make it to the top of the ladder. Ricky just clocks him in the face with one of the hanging belts, unhooks mm-hmm. them. Not the most splashy finisher, but honestly, no, no. But that, honestly, that that kind of works sometimes. Where yeah. it's just oh. Because it's supposed to be such a big mass of chaos. It's like, oh, oh, God, he got it. Okay. Yeah, oh. the other, like, five of the eight guys are barely able to get back to their feet. These are the last few making it. Nope, yeah. this guy got it. So. He just actually ran up the ladder and, yeah. and, and grabbed the stuff. So <laughs> he did it. Good for Ricky Starks, honestly. I'm glad that yeah, they've, awesome. they've course-corrected after what was obviously meant to be a very different oh. autumn for him. Yeah, and yeah, and it's good that they're they're really putting over that it just wasn't like a... A one-time fluke. No, that it was because yeah. he earned it. Yeah, yeah. so I gave it uh, three and a half. Um, yeah, Angle's a little little weak just because yeah. like, there's not really a, a big story for the... Um, yeah, no one had like immediate beef. It, it's weird that they've put more story into the match that's coming up with Jericho and Omega versus the Young Bucks yeah. who are just fighting over a number one contender shot This was than they have over the actual titles being defended. This was a boring match. This this next one oh, was the, a boring uh, match. Oh no, we're not we're not to that one yet. Oh, that sorry, I thought that's like, what we were talking about next. Oh. No, 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 I'm talking about the Jericho match. <laughs> oh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. All right, so yeah, I gave that one uh, three and a half. Just yeah. again, solid ladder match. Uh, just everybody got to show off. Good time. 
Uh, so now we get to the second women's match on the card. Yay! Yay! A triple threat match with Chris Statlander defending the TBS championship against Julia Hart and Sky Blue. Um, I thought Julia Hart was going to win this back at um, at Wrestle Dream. Mm-hmm. I think so. I was not totally surprised by the outcome. In fact, I was pretty sure that the the whole reason it was a triple threat was that so that Sky Blue could take the pin, Statlander loses the belt without actually suffering a, a pinfall or submission. Mm-hmm. Put this as my joker for Wrestle Talk. And I'm very glad I did. Nice. For all that, I still had a great time with this match. Yeah. I think um, Statlander, just another absolute workhorse, just tremendous athlete, always looks great in there. Uh, Sky Blue is getting more comfortable. I yeah. think she's still got some some rough spots. She's growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's growing. But Julia Hart is just... She's unreal. At 22 years old, just the level of like ring confidence and character she has and just the ability to, to work the camera. That's crazy, man. The way she does. It's, I yeah. want her hat. Her hats are fantastic. I follow the lady on Instagram. I still, I still can't get over how often when Julia Hart puts goes into angry mode... She hunches her shoulders. She, <laughs> she hunches her shoulders and get and just with this exaggerated <laughs> mean face. It's like somewhere. It's, it's like like Nosferatu. It's, just <laughs> it's like when um when like the montage in all the movies where they're like, all right, you've got to act this certain way, and it's like the very wimpy character going, no no no, you got to do it like this, Rawr. like that, and it's like I'm imagining Brody King like when she first joined, being like, all it's right, just weird, all right, honey, you gotta she, go, you gotta go, roar, like make a roar, and she's like. She just purposefully sinks her head into her shoulders. <laughs> but honestly, she's like she does fun stuff with like she her really butt. does. There's a bit where um, I think Sky does like a drop kick on Statlander who hits the ground, rolls, and comes up near the corner, and mm-hmm. Julia is just oh, hanging yeah. there. Yep, like, she has been the whole time, yeah, just hanging by her knees, just her feet. Uh, it's like when face. And Sky Blue ends up face to face with her, and she's just like, "How's it going?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She does the Michael Myers head tilt that just mm. kind of... They both do that, yeah. has been kind of a recurring story, which I like what they're doing with the Black Mist. The idea that... Um, it's almost like parasitic. Got, yeah, that she uh, made her heel turn after getting the Black Mist from Malachi Black. And there mm-hmm. was a period of a couple of months while it kind of just gradually turned her evil. And she misted both uh, Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale. And Willow has actually... Her, her positive antibodies have like fought it off. But Sky Blue. Well, there has to be someone who, who's yeah. resistant. Yeah, she, that, you can't you can't overpower that joyful nihilism. But um, Sky Blue is still like she's not uh, fully allied with Hart, but she still has the angry eyeliner and uh, yeah, yeah, still playing a little. It also it makes sense strategically that both of them would be targeting Statlander, that she's mm-hmm. like the bigger, more powerful person. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of segments where both. Uh, Sky Blue and Julia Hart are like double teaming her or chopping her from both sides. They did one of my favorites, which is the handshake followed three seconds later by immediate betrayal. betrayal. Of <laughs> betrayal. Yeah. Um, Judas. <laughs> um, I give you mur. D- murder. Murder. <gasps> Judas. <laughs> At one point, uh, oh, uh, Statlander came out um, in uh, gear modeled. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. She's on a Ben Stiller. <laughs> she came out as more than a woman. She, yeah, because she was dressed as Derek Zoolander <laughs> yeah. back at Wrestle Dream, and yes. then was dressed as his character from Dodgeball, from, White uh, Goodman, that White Goodman the... from Globo Gym, and it also complimented the match because I, I mean, apparently, as apparently, the fashion plate, you caught well, this. Well, apparently, I when I expressed it, it, it was uh, in a silly way, but 
uh, Julia was in red. Sky was in blue, of course. <gasps> and then they were in purple. Yeah, she was in purple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she. Yeah, uh, Statlander oh. was in the combination of red, of red and blue, purple. That's fantastic. But she's sort of in between them all. Well, uh. also because that was the. Right? Yeah, well, also, no, no, also that. that yeah. yeah, it also fit thematically. Yeah. The Globo Gym Vipers. <laughs> Thank you. I just have to do the. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the uh, go home on this is I can't, that. I can't wait for her to come out in her Greenberg inspired ring gear. <laughs> no, no, no. Tropic Thunder? No. I mean, Tropic Thunder is the better choice, what? is the best choice. What is this? Made for ants? <laughs> It's either that or there's something about Mary. Oh, please. I hope she doesn't go so deep into it that she tries to do simple Jack. I feel like, I don't, I don't, I think the irony wouldn't, wouldn't be enough to protect No, her. she would come out like uh, Ben Stiller's, uh, not Tom Cruise character in a panda head. <laughs> no, no, no. She comes out, the, the, her and the best friends do the whole cast from Tropic David Thunder. Help. So she comes out as, um, she comes out as Ben Stiller's on, character. wrangle these cats. If anything, I'm going to encourage this. No. Oh, I'm so lost. <laughs> Which one of them would be Robert Downey Jr.? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I know that one. Oh, it would be Chuck Taylor. It He'd would absolutely it. be Chuck. No. He'd do it. Yeah. Cassie uh-uh. would be Tom Cruise. No, I hate all No, someone would have to be Les Grossman. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what you did Cassie say. just you, comes you out that. in the fat suit and just slowly no. extends <laughs> a middle finger. Oh, man. But yeah, so go home on this. Um, Good Lord. Chris Statlander hits her finisher, which I think is just, depending on when she does it, has a different name. So it's the Saturday Night Fever or the Sunday Night Special or mm-hmm. whatever. But she hits it on Sky Blue, um, rolls her up for the pin, and then Julia Hart does a uh, off-the-ropes, like, uh, lowered clothesline to knock her away and then just immediately, yeah, immediately grabs Sky to finish the pin and gets the three count. Uh, so. snake, snakes the pin, ironically. Yep. So <laughs> Julia Hart is your it. new TBS champion. Uh, Chris Statlander, after about six months, loses the title, but does not lose the match. So I feel yes. like she's not That'll done with this. That's generally what you do to make someone make a champion who's going to lose remain strong. Yeah. And at uh, 22 years old, Sky is now the youngest, or sorry, uh, Julia Hart is now the youngest person to have held a belt in the history of AEW as a company. Or in general, all you 22-year-olds should feel less accomplished. Yeah, Yeah, get it (laughs) together. No, good Lord, no. But I'm excited for this. I feel like they're kind of positioning her as the Rhea Ripley of of the House of Black, but she's the one who's getting it done while all the guys are jerking around. (laughs) But, yeah, so good for her. I mean, why were you looking at me? I mean, those (laughs) are the outfits. I knew you would make the eyebrow face. That's why. I mean, those are the outfits you want to wear when you're jerking around. (laughs) See, that's what. That's why I looked at you because I was like waiting for you to make the joke. You just know Brody King does the barking thing. No. (laughs) (laughs) I need a bath and a bleach bath. Nope. 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 All right. So I gave that one uh, three and a half as well. Um fun match uh, about 11 minutes uh mostly well executed a couple of bumpy spots um but yeah i like where it came out i think sky's uh fixed up julia is a they don't even sound the same they really no. don't she is ready to be a champion at this point and i look forward to seeing how she carries that with the house of black also she got married like last yeah, month or true. so, so yeah. good for her she's had a, a I, pretty I saw I, I saw some of the photos they released and there's like oh they look so yeah, happy they do they're cute yeah, I, she 
she said kind of openly it, that the cheerleader gimmick was something she got kind of tired of really quickly. Well, but yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it must have been She's really... She's 22. I mean, if she yeah. wasn't that far off from being around cheerleaders. Yeah. But now she can actually just smile because she wants to, not because that's literally her whole character is just like Oof. grinning ear to ear all the time. It was. Uh, I will admit it was weird seeing those pictures because it's kind of like when Aubrey Plaza smiles. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> It's like, I know she's capable of doing it. It just, just doesn't, it doesn't look right. I've gotten used to her face being defaulted at something else. A disgusted scowl. Indifference. Yes. There we go. All right. So uh, one of the things that was announced in the run-up to Full Gear was that AEW had a new signing, a blockbuster signing. Some of it, uh, <gasps> Tony Khan had said, was known and respected by everybody in the AEW locker room and all of the fans. I was so nervous. Man. It's Will Ospreay. Yes, I'm sorry. That was the, that was about the the mood I had about it when it, when it happened. Like, See, because oh, okay, it's that guy. All right. It's kind of hilarious that yeah, it, it makes so much sense. It was the clear, obvious choice. They'd had a good relationship. Well, then people on Twitter started talking shit about Ronda Rousey, and well, I was like, no, everybody, no, was Jesus, looking. no, everybody. It's because she just done that guest spot in ROH. Yeah. yeah I, I or no, no. Yeah, it was on Ring of Honor. Her yeah. and Marina Shafir. Well, that there was oh, that, and there was right, another. There was friends. another place she showed up with Marina Shafir because again to help her. That was I think Revolver. She could yeah. do it herself. But no, so like yeah, people were looking at like every free agent and were like, could it be you know, could it be Bill Goldberg or wait, is Brock Lesnar still under contract? Get or? the hell. No, out it of turns here. out this is the guy they've had on yeah. a bunch of times that they have a good working relationship what, with. The guy, what a the guy whose contract is up early next year. Who's Look, bruv. Appeared on like Look, bruv. four of their pay-per-views this bruv. past year. Yeah, so he he, he, he cut a very guy Richie promo. <laughs> he seems like he seems like a nice guy, He's but he leans best. heavily on that word yes. so hard. I, oh I, no, no, bro, oh no, not joking. Yeah, yeah, bruv. I want to make that bruv like the text tone I get from Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear bruv, 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 like over and over and over. That's all I want to hear. It'll be perfect. We can make it happen. So he did acknowledge that he's not actually going to be able to uh, do full-time work in AEW till next year because his New Japan contract doesn't run out till February. But he's gotten the blessing to sign, and he has said he will be at Revolution, and he is absolutely going to be at All In. I just wish WWE would do that. Like, admit it, man. Admit it at this point. Like, New Japan and you know AEW have this like really great symbiotic working relationship Mm -hmm. that so far. Oh, didn't mean to make that that Uh, loud. Damn. Coming. Um, like the, thus far is working great, but I just don't, I, I just don't understand why WWE can't be like, all right, look, like we're still better, so, but we can work together. There's a couple of issues with that. One is that WWE likes to maintain a certain level of control over like, oh, yeah. so it's like, it's the reason that anybody who leaves WWE has to immediately go back to using a different name. Cause it's like, Cause you know, if, if you come in like Brian Pillman Jr. just showed up in NXT and Brian Pillman is a pretty well-known name in wrestling, but he has to go by a different name yeah. because they're not going to let him use his <clears throat> They real want name. a name they can, that they have a trademark on. Yeah. That's it's like the dumbest. Thing now, the, in fairness, I, I feel oh, like the which way. Which is why Braun Breaker is Braun Breaker. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Because, <sighs> you know, because, because the guy they make a star in NXT is Braun Breaker. Uh, he'll be he can be a Steiner somewhere else whatever yeah <laughs> yeah but like they view the name as an investment and it's like yeah. why should we give you all this and just let you take it somewhere else I will say the Pillman one they I, I mean I feel like they did a pretty decent job of explaining why yeah. he was changing his name yeah it's it's about the first time they've ever done something like that 
where they've given an explanation because they couldn't avoid the fact that he's Brian Pillman Jr. Yep. There have been a few cases, like Jade Cargill is apparently still going to be Jade Cargill in NXT. Yeah. That she, she brought the name in with her. Um, there was a story that I think uh, AJ Styles shared recently that when he came over from TNA, uh, they talked about, like, they, they gave oh, him, like, yeah, a list yeah. of different names, and he was like, well, guys, all these sound great, but I do have AJ tattooed on my rib cage <laughs> in really big letters. So, yeah. I um, mean... <laughs> I can I can hear it in his accent. I mean, y'all. <laughs> I mean, because all my with, children start with A and J. With those, <laughs> with those two, it's like yeah. It's like the reason you're bringing them in is because of the name. Yeah. You, Clearly, cause, yes. Because they made they made their bones somewhere else, and that name is what you're. In, that name is what your people are going to be invested in because yes. they want to see how they are in WWE. So it's like okay, so you have to take a hit on the name thing. I'm still pissed. Cody that Rhodes. Gunter. Cody Rhodes is kind of an interesting choice because he, can, I mean, he was Cody Rhodes. It's right. just how he'd wrestle. He was only Cody for a while, but eventually got the Rhodes back. Yeah, but he, when he came back, he came back as exactly the same guy he'd been in AEW. So there was no attempt to like recharacterize him or, or anything else. Um, but yeah, so Osprey, I think, is kind of, kind of a big thing because him, is, and, yeah. him and Jay White, I think, were both people that had a lot of interest from WWE. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were both just kind of these guys, you know, in their like 30s, the whole career and, ahead of them. And outside of NJ, NJPW, um, he wasn't really tied down to any other no. place, was he? He he'd done some work with TNA. I think he he, he sort of said explicitly. He had like, actually very recently done some work with them. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I just I kind of wanted to try different promotions, kind of get a feel for things. And with, obviously, you can't do that with WWE. You can't right. do like no. a guest spot and then come back. I mean, but it, you used to be able to have that possibility yeah. more often. It's not going to be a smart. It wasn't going to be a smart choice if he went with WWE. Oh no 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 no. Osprey would have been. It could have worked, but oh my gosh, it no. also could have really not. No. And WWE. I have no faith for that right now. WWE is very well known for getting someone and being like all right we have this guy finally and this is mine and i never let him out that and it's like okay now let's fit you into the wwe mold Mm -hmm. i think shinsuke nakamura is sort of the like poster on the wall we'll just shave these edges off so you fit a little better and here's your new outfit (laughs) yes oh and new name yes but i'm very excited for osprey oh yeah he's gonna be fantastic he's gonna have a great run i mean there's just so many people I think that he can work with that just will work no matter what in any circumstance. He's just that kind of wrestler. All right. Here we go. There is. He'll be no around more. much more often to menace everyone with his accent. Yeah, bruv. <laughs> there was a, a, a bit on uh, TNA. I think, I'm not sure if it was on TV or a house show, but he got the oi, oi, oi chance and had to explain to the crowd that no, he, he's English. He just hangs I'm out with a bunch English. of Australians. <laughs> All right, there is no more delaying it. We are now at the match that honestly could have been the main event of the evening oh and is certainly, gosh. I think, the one that everybody is still talking about days later. I need Hangman to Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland in a Texas death match. So, oh. these the millennial cowboy vampire. <laughs> Another one where I just kind of want to list off all the insane stuff that happened. Just, just go great. watch it. Just go watch you it. You have to if, watch it. If you it. haven't seen it, sit your ass down and watch that. Gina's parents came into town, and I felt uh, <laughs> they, they were we were uh, talking, having a, a lunch with them today. Yeah, and I I was just mentioning we were doing a podcast tonight. We had a show, and 
I, I get this weird instinct where I just try. I need to explain this thing that I love to people who don't get it at all, and I'm like, "Oh, this is the perfect way to start." Was, there was a match, you see, and it's a it's a death match, so you can use any weapons, you can use anything you want at all. There's no, the only rule is it ends when somebody physically can't get up after ten seconds. We started bringing up blood. My, I see my mom's eyes just glaze over. She's I, like, "What?" <laughs> so this one guy, Swerve, he's like a rap mogul, and he broke into the house of the cowboy and and just basically stood over his kid's crib and was and was saying kind of vaguely menacing My stuff. My dad's head's tilting like this. Like, what? And so uh, the cowboy comes out and he has a, a picture, like Tina, a the next painting. time he does this, you just need to be sitting there just smiling going, mm -hmm. That's exactly what he's uh, doing. Perfect. A <laughs> finger like, painting uh -huh. that his young son did. He and stapled he puts it, it to the man. And he puts it <laughs> to his face with a staple And my gun. mom was like, all right, nope. <laughs> like, all right, nope. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no. This this match was yeah, just like there's. We could literally talk about it for hours, but I just. Oh my god! This is the starter pistol, as far Are as I'm concerned, okay? for the 2024 like, MVP. For like, yeah, Swerve oh, no and Hangman doubt. can both have an amazing year ahead of them. At least one of them needs to be a world champion before next year is over. Yeah. Honestly, you could have both of them do it if it's traded late in the year. Uh, my selection for this was Swerve to win. And I was up against, like, everybody else did not think that was going to be the outcome. I, I, but I didn't think, I, I didn't, I thought Hangman should have won initially. After watching it, the way they did it, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with a swerve victory. If we were going to go with the mold that is traditional with this, yeah. which is how I based it off for Orange Cassidy's sure. match, he, Hangman should have won because yeah. the last match Swerve won it. Well, not, so if we were going to go with that, not even just that, but narratively, I felt like, yeah. you know, and, and he did. I mean, Hangman was more fired up to the point where only Swerve made an entrance. Hangman, yeah. pro see, this is one thing I give AEW props Ooh. for. Like, this is a grudge match, and, and Hangman felt violated by what Swerve did. Yeah. So he didn't, like, in WWE. He's not going to walk down the ramp in WWE, and wait for his pyro. In WWE, he still would have made an entrance. And it's like, why? You're pissed off. So Hangman did what I, what I had hoped he'd do. He just bolted, he bolted. to the ring and, go, bitch. and started that match. Yeah, sure did. And honestly, I loved his whole demeanor in the first few minutes mm -hmm. of this match. Because he's not, okay, he starts with a lot of, like, heavy strikes. Like, he's yeah. attacking him, he's going hard. Rage and then once out. he's gotten him down, he starts going out. And he's just grabbing the barbed wire chairs. And yeah. he's grabbing, and he's just, it's very, it's almost nonchalant. He's just like, I am here to murder you. And he's like, yeah, no, this isn't a fight. This is a death match. Yeah. This, yeah. And, and I'm not in a hurry to do it. Like, and this despite being happen. the face, I, this is something else I appreciate. After everything that's happened, I'm not playing fair. He grabbed tape, bound yeah. Swerve's wrists, and then proceeded to brutalize him. Yeah. And yeah, so he, again, grabs a staple gun, as we mentioned. And that yes, at one point, insane. he staples a drawing from his son onto Swerve's cheek. Oh. Now, it a came off the first time, so he had to do it again. Again. <laughs> again. And, and then he just stapled also, his chest. Yeah, staples him multiple times in the chest. <laughs> it's so insane. And honestly, I was just kind of like, is this entire match just going to be him killing him? I and hope he had his tetanus shot. And Swerve, here's the moment where you're just reminded that this guy... His ceiling is so high in this company for where he yeah. is because he gets up and he gets his feet under him. Like the adrenaline's going. And he now. stares yeah. at Hangman and Hangman puts the staple gun to his chest and does it again and Swerve does not move. He doesn't flinch. Does it again. Inch. Doesn't move at all. Leans into him. Takes two or three more. Finally gets his bound hands up. Forces the staple gun back into Hangman's face and shoots him in the forehead oh. with a staple gun. 
And then, after Blood. his hands are free, staples himself while laughing. Just cackling with that great, insane <laughs> smile. And I'm just. Because he hit the threshold and he doesn't feel it anymore. Nope. Because that's what you need in a death match. Like, you need to be. Pat like, the bad guy would never agree to this match if he was going to be a coward and, like, run away as soon as he And Swerve did out. try to run, run a couple of times. A couple of times. Yeah. But, but then he got back and was like, all right, mm -hmm. let's go. Yeah, and... Oh, yeah, no. This match. Yeah. Oh. Once he was able to take control, then he was all confident again. But I thought I mean, those, these were all excellent touches. We also do need to mention, before Swerve gets his hands free, after, uh, after the staples to the face... Um, he's been busted open very badly. Ah, yes. Yeah, Hangman okay, I was grabs his head, rolls on the ground underneath Ugh. him, and it's like somebody who's just opened the tap on a barrel of wine, <laughs> just opens his mouth and drinks in, swerves dripping blood. That's and I, I apparently, I accidentally looked away when this happened. He, uh, Paige got up and then spit it like a fountain of water. <laughs> Anxious millennial vampire. You said it. Uh... And I, I, I missed I, the, I missed the, uh, I saw the Instagram of when he put the picture up of him drinking the blood later. Gracious. And it's just, what was it like? You and I are together forever. Yes, you are with, with me, me forever. forever. Yeah. Which, oh, what the fuck, dude? Which, Y'all better help something. Like, Therapy? we got this. It's available. I, I mean, I, okay? I, I swear, I, I, I bet they were just so happy with themselves after the match oh, when they got to the back. They had to have been. Yeah. Just over the moon with how that and went. And then they were like, okay, I can't see anymore. Not because <laughs> the blood's in my eyes, but because there's no more blood oh, God, in my body. Yeah. Swerve. Oh. Crimson match. Oh, Full God. crimson Not match. That, Very like, early in the match, too. Yeah. There was a part where he blinked, yeah. and you could see the blood going like down the whites of his eyes after uh -huh. he blinked, and then it just went straight back again. And I was like, Ugh. like oh, my God. Like the, yeah, there was a few times where he wiped and it basically did oh, nothing. Yeah, it was just nothing. like it just it moved it around a little bit. God. And then and then see, I I was okay with the swerve victory because as the match progressed and Swerve was able to fight back, then it was like it, it he didn't get it was funny because like he he and even a death match Swerve doesn't take a clean pick victory. Right. Like the, that's he's got why a, I ultimately picked yeah. him to win because I was like, if he does win, it's not going to be fair. If there's going to yeah. be chicanery, there's going to be bullshit. Yeah. Like. Yeah, even in a almost, death match. Even in a death match. He's almost down when Hangman does that uh, that moonsault of his to the yeah. outside, holding a barbed wire chair against his own chest, gets him back in the ring and does a tombstone onto it, and there's no way Swerve can get up, but Nana grabs pulls his him, foot, yep. pulls him out of the ring, and he lands on the on his feet on the outside, on which breaks feet. the count. Um, yeah, oh my gosh. Just Brian so Cage runs in. Yeah, yep. that is the one part of this match I'm... Having Nana there makes sense. Having yeah. the Mogul Embassy or anybody from there run in, I feel like... I just was surprised no one came for Hangman. I feel like he was an insurance policy. That's why he showed up as late as... Yeah, yeah. I could see that. It's like but if things seem like they're going south, then you come in and, and seal it for me. And but when, he almost didn't. And when his that, hands are taped together and he's getting staples yeah. in his face, uh, Cage is backstage looking at pictures of his baby and just texting his no. wife. Yeah, yeah, someone's tapping him on hey, the shoulder. Someone's tapping his shoulder. He's like, hold on, let's see where this is going. <laughs> like, hang on, I just need to send one more test. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's just about to turn this around. Yeah, he's, he's got this. <laughs> yeah, I like at, at a certain point, I just have like bullet points in my notes for this. Yeah. Like, uh, hang, uh, swerve. All my noises are wretched, wretched noises. <laughs> swerve goes outside of the ring and grabs a bag from under the apron. And we all know what the, this bag is going to be thumbtacked. I thought it was that. Oh. It's always. No, Legos. it is a bag of broken, broken glass. glass. Because and what he, the fuck? Spreads it out on Hangman's back mm. and then goes up in the corner and does a 450 splash onto the broken glass. Damn, yeah. Which, ah. Yeah, like, 
So again, Hangman has a couple of points where he's barely able to get back, but somehow manages to get his feet under him right at nine. Um, Gosh, he just... takes a Death Valley driver and, onto and a this cinder is, block on the ring apron. And this, oh. the cinder, yeah, the, the, okay, and this, and there was there was another th- thing affecting Hangman that was not uh, actually kayfabe. This was just legitimately happening. He was wearing actual boots. And they didn't have any traction to them. Oh. So he, well, you saw that. He, I did, but he, I thought it was because of the blood. No, well, it was that because his boots were sliding on the blood. Oh, my God. He was legitimately having trouble a few times. It was almost like he was like, I don't even need to get dressed. I'm going to go out there in my normal attire kind of, and yeah. just beat yeah. his ass. And that's the idea. Yeah. But also, yikes, it helps to have yeah, your you can wear feet that will ca- stay where they, they yeah. need to be. Um there's a bit where uh, he's on the corner and Swerve grabs the barbed wire chair and hits him in the back and yeah. one of the coils oh God, of barbed yeah. wire gets loose oh, no, and no, gets no, over no. Hangman's face and no. thankfully Swerve seemed to recognize it so he didn't pull the chair back hard enough to do serious damage and Hangman was able to get it clear no. but yeah, ow. There are some phenomenal the pictures was... on the internet circulating from that. Oh yeah. my gosh. The blood drinking moment. Because the... when it got on his face it wasn't like it was just on the top. The first one goes under his lip. Yeah. And then it hit up. And it was, and it was in a like, posi- it was in a position to where if it dragged it would catch an eyelid or uh, something. Everything. Like that. Yeah. Uh, just everything. I will say similar to um when uh Don Callis interfered in Kenny Omega and uh Will Ospreay's match, the reason that Cage's interference didn't tick me off more is that it doesn't actually end the match. Like no. if Cage yes. just come out, attacked him, he loses ten count, that would have pissed me off. Yes, yeah. Definitely. Um, no, no, no. Like, Paige handled him. Yeah, but, Hang, it, Hang but fights him off and then has to fight off Nana. Right. And after dropping uh, Nana through tables on the outside with a dead eye, Swerve comes charging in from behind with a cinder block and just powderizes it yep. over his back. And yeah. takes a chain and hangs him. Yes. Hangman <laughs> is hanged. Which is good. Ooh. It's like, that's the way, that's the, if I were doing that spot, that's the way you do it because you can't do it the other way around. I, no, I, you really I made cannot. that Literally right before we got here, and and importantly, I saw uh, like I saw the promo that he, that Hangman did on <laughs> on Swerve before you know, on the lead in. I'm gonna take my son to where you're buried every year, and we're gonna piss on your grave. It was a great promo, Damn. so good, so hard. <laughs> it's like it was nice to have someone talk to Swerve the way he talks to pe- other yeah. people. It was great to hear, and but the one that the one part that caught me very specifically because he is the Hangman. He, he said, "I'm gonna be your judge, jury." An executioner is like okay, good. They didn't want him. They did. He decided not to say the word hangman there because yeah. that has different connotations. <laughs> it does, but yeah. So eventually, he uh, he strings up hangman with a piece of chain. Uh, oh no! Is like throws it over the ropes. Yeah. Uh, lets him go, and they both go down. Yeah. But, but Swerve manages to grab himself up, and hangman is still moving. He is not unconscious. He is try- He gets his he hands tries. under him and tries to push. Gets up to nine and then bent down. just cannot get his feet down. in time, and that's it. Yeah. And so Swerve is your winner, and we have what is we didn't generally really agreed feel like winners to be one that. of the. No, you're not supposed to after a no. match like that. That, but like that was amazing, and honestly, I would have been fine if we went home after that because yeah, I, I sure wow. did. I I don't know why this wasn't the main event. I don't think of all the people like WWE released a lot of people over the last five years. I'm not sure there is one that I would say is as much money left on the table oh. as Swerve, just for what this guy could have been. I feel like Claudio. And Claudio had done all they were ever going to let him do. Like they were never. But that's gonna, what I'm saying. Yeah, they were never going to make Claudio anything else. Swerve could have been 
exactly as he is now, like with a few tweaks. Obviously, you're not going to do a death match in WWE, but he had hit row. He had that energy. He could have gone there. But top dollar <laughs> <laughs> is also gone. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, yeah, as someone pointed out, yeah. uh, the Sunday, I think the day after it was two years to the day after Swerve's WWE release and mm. just like what this guy has done. and I, He's unreal, man. I would be okay if he's the one to take the belt off MJF at uh, World's End or Revolution at some point. Well, they've sealed the idea that he's definitely going to take the belt at some point. Yeah. And hopefully soonish. Yeah, so I gave this one uh, four and three quarters. I honestly um, would give it a five. I five regals. Almost did. I just death matches are never really my thing. As insane as this I is. was all for it. It's 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 not just that. It's that everything was executed mm-hmm. so well. Like, well, I mean, once the staple gun came out, I was I was I was, yep. I was all in. I was like, oh, this is gonna be gross. <laughs> this is it, man. Dogs and I both laughed the same way, and I knew it was going to be great. <laughs> I, I hope that in like three months I look back at myself and hate myself for not giving this a five because Hangman and Swerve have just had the phenomenal singles run. That this seems like it's signaling for both of them. Mm-hmm. So, And then yeah. now I take a nap. And with then on to the real banger of a match. <laughs> so other people talked about this match and seemed happy about it. I just, I, I can't remember anything about it. Not I, a damn thing. Okay. Except I the like the story the of the match where it's where it's the young bucks are obviously going heel, but Kenny wants to still be their friends. That's okay. I should say the Golden Jets, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks, That's Matt so and Nick, ja- Nick Jackson. Uh, it is and a- weirdly enough, <laughs> Chris Jericho is trying to be, be a better friend. Than- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what is happening here? I don't and know. What's I will, I will going say on. the Jacksons are fairly like it's not wrong of them to be like this guy smashed no, their face against they're the wrong. back of a of a trailer. <laughs> so yeah, it is a tag team match with some kind of complicated stakes where if the if uh, Kenny and Jericho win, they get the number one contender spot from the Young Bucks. If the Bucks win, then Jericho and Omega can never team again. Kind of where I am is I I just have never been that invested in the elite drama. No. And this match is just so much of what you need to care about is will Kenny and the Bucks be friends? Like you said, it's kind of funny that he's just so much like, guys, come on, we're having a good sporting contact. He literally did have a moment like that in the ring. Yeah, and the Bucks are just like, you piece of garbage, you're going with this guy. I'll kill you. Okay, buddy. (laughs) Thanks. Like, that's funny, but it's just, yeah, at a certain point. I, the Bucks turning heel never really works for me because they never seem established enough as faces for that. me. To, like, we, <laughs> yes, we just, we just have this whole conversation about how amazing like a character. Uh, it's, thing. it's it's funny to me because it's like when the Bucks turn face and also they keep flip flopping. But yeah. it's when the Bucks turn face, it's like we're good now. Why? Um, <laughs> because I said so. Yeah. Because our shoes said so. Our I, shoes are nice, like bright colors. I'm not. I don't outright hate the Bucks or anything no, the way no, a lot no. of people do. But I, I do. I do admit, as, <laughs> yeah. as characters, they're so into this idea of being like the guys who wink at, at wrestling and its tropes. They're so cool. That they've kind of taken away their own ability to actually tell coherent stories in there. They're great athletes. They, they have great matches in them, although well, I do I'm, think... They I need, mean, a great story is all these cool spots we do. Well, okay, they need somebody else. <laughs> Look, they, they, the need, they need opponents who will give the match a certain shape. But yeah, any story that's just about like oh well like oh the Bucks are turning evil. I'm just like okay, who were they before? What is the yeah? yeah I, like there's no 
It's not dire. The, the circumstances are never dire. I can't dire. tell when they're good or bad unless <laughs> other people flat out say it pretty yes. much. Because I can't tell from their words and actions alone. Yeah. Yeah. They're always kind of douchebags. Sassy they're, douchebags. Whether they're always. Faces yeah. or heels. Again, I still find their matches entertaining. This had some good spots. And honestly, I was a little worried that Jericho was going to was gonna like Look, tear he, something trying he, to keep he, up with these other three. This is what I'm saying. I said this a while back with Shelby, and I was like, it's just, he needs to go. It's time. It's time. Like, I'm just starting to really see it. I'd like him to go before it's like way too late. And it's like something You're talking bad. about Jericho? Yes. I, I still think he's got time in him. I think he's just, he, he needs not. to do... He's still adjusting to where he is physically compared to where he was 15 years ago. I know it's an adjustment, but if he doesn't make it a little bit more stark <laughs> of a choice, bad things going to happen. I'll just also say that him and Kenny teaming up doesn't make a lot of sense to Not me. Not at all. It made sense when they were like fighting right. off Don Callis's guys as an yeah, enemy. Yeah, like my we, enemy we hate him. Like we we'll deal with each other. I, I guess the idea is supposed to be well. While we were doing that, we felt like something clicked, so we're. I guess we're going to keep going. And, and we're going to yeah. challenge for the tag And the titles. Young Bucks are upset about that for some reason. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. my friend. He, he did bad things to our dad. You've done horrible things to other people. I don't understand what the argument <laughs> is here. Yeah. Yeah. You, you care that somebody was a, was a terrible guy two years ago? How, how, this is wrestling. Come on. That's a lifetime ago. <laughs> don't be a petty bitch. So, yeah. But just after the death match especially, like maybe I would have been warmer on this match if it had happened earlier in the card, but I was just so like... Still thinking about everything I just seen from Swerve and Hangman. Well, I think you're you're glossing over the brightest spot in this match, and that is the oh. Young Bucks lost. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, Matt Not Jackson. Me yawn, Chris. <laughs> pretty straightforward. He takes a V trigger and a one winged angel from Kenny. Takes the three count. I think at one point Matt Jackson does a one winged angel on Kenny, who kicks out of it. Not as awesome well, as it was when Osprey and him had that spot earlier. Well, that's because I, it's, it's it's one of those wrestling deals, at least in my head, where it's like, okay, if you do a guy's finisher to him, it's not going to be the same because he's the guy who's it, perfected it. Yeah. So it's not as powerful. Yeah. So the match itself lasted about 20 minutes. It felt and like Punk there was another that. five minutes of the Bucks just storming around outside like slamming chairs against the, the apparently that was a, a apparently that was a and i didn't catch it either but it, it was a callback it was a callback to chris jericho freaking out in wcw which okay. when he had the temp when he that when makes he, more sense. when he lost his shit and went heel like in wcw okay. for the first time and see there's going to be an example coming up in the very next thing we're going to talk about yeah. and a callback that works really well right. where if you know it, it, it deepens sure things and you have not. a better understanding. For this, it's like, oh, well, that I didn't know that, so that yeah, made no I'm sense. Yeah, I'm the casual and it just, fan over here. Like, well, I yeah, if you, if you catch it, great. But also at the same time, that match had gone 20 minutes and I was like, yeah. leave. Yeah. I'm, like, get I'm out tired. Of, you can, <laughs> like, everyone needs to get out of the ring and you're halting everything. Go. Like, please. Yeah. So, that was the popcorn match. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, not a lot to say about It would have been match. better if they'd hit each other with giant bags of popcorn. That would have been fun. Yeah. That's, that's an actual spot that wrestlers used to do sometimes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so I, I don't really have a lot else to say about that. I I think it's weird that I think the Bucks should have won because there's no reason for Kenny and Jericho to stay a tag We're team. All, no, I, I like it because it hurts the Bucks. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> You're so petty. So I gave it two and a quarter. Moving. Okay. Oh, it just didn't, didn't really work for me. Um... Moving on to the main event. The main event being Adam Cole versus Jay White. So Jay White comes out. That's weird. Accompanied by both the <laughs> guns. 
Um, Which, okay, in a normal context, I actually would really like sure. to see that match, but... Knowing what not, you know, not that's not weird. This, not this. <laughs> Adam Cole comes out limping on crutches. Um, nobody trying to stop him, which no. will seem interesting in a moment. Bryce's Everyone sad has ex- face. Bre- oh my God, that's Bryce's right. Bryce came sad out. Face. He pouted. He was pouting he so hard. He was like, hard. "You shouldn't do this." Cole is, doesn't even have ring gear. He's just wearing his T-shirt and the shorts that he had earlier. When he, his beard has somehow gotten scragglier. Lord have mercy. I think he teased it out. I think so too. So they get in the ring, and I then, need to look more harried and desperate. <laughs> You nailed it, bud. Jay's kind of like moving around, teasing him a little bit, and then Makes we hear a siren, and we see a shot of the loading That's dock right. outside. MJF has stone cold at this. <laughs> An ambulance is being driven very slowly <laughs> and very <laughs> safely <laughs> back into the loading dock because MJF has just presumably choked out the paramedics and yeah. driven his way back in. Well, also, remember, he's he, he, one of the legs he's using has been severely hurt. There yeah. we go. Hey, we did find out, though, that it was the the left leg for him. Left so leg, okay. he could drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Adam Hooray. Cole, there is a Hooray. shot of Adam Cole looking up at the at the screen and seeing it come in, and he just looks like a golden retriever hearing, like, a human car pull into a <gasps> driveway. Mommy, get her home! Mommy, exactly. get her home! Like, dogs and, like, pets know the sound of your car. So when they <laughs> yeah. hear it, they're like... So MJF's Aww. music hits and he comes out to the ramp and he's surrounded by doctors and officials and referees who were not there stopping Don't Adam. Don't do it, Max. No, Don't no, do it, Max. No, not stopping Adam whatsoever. The one who actually like, just got over surgery. They're like, please don't go. And he and Max kind of trips a little and lands in the superhero pose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he powers to the ring and it's, again, the I most pure him, baby face spot. <laughs> yeah. And I still just, can't believe it's him doing this. I'm surprised there wasn't a, here for it. I'm surprised there wasn't a golden spotlight following him. <laughs> So yeah, we actually never mind. The main event is, as originally announced, MJF versus Jay White for the AEW uh, World Title. Uh, the guns are still at ringside, and there um, is two functioning legs between MJF and Adam Cole, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all they need to kick Jay White's ass. Oh no, they could have used more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have been nicer. So here's what I want to ask you guys: Do you think we needed all of this stuff just to get to the main event of MJF versus Jay White? Needed? No, but I'm here for it. I can't complain. Yeah, it, it, this is this is the level of stupid wrestling where it's like, yeah. Because like, that was the buildup. The match made it even more ridiculous. Yes. I think if they were going to do it, they had to commit. The only, Every single one of the them. The only and thing that did. match didn't to. have was slow motion. <laughs> slow motion <laughs> moments <laughs> of... <laughs> Of everyone, like, 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 of MJF in pain is like, oh, I, I don't know if I can. Uh, like, well, there were, there was even the motivational. Oh yeah. You've got this. Yeah. You're the real champion. Get up, MJF. You can Get do up, this, Max. Mr. Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. you. No, I can't. My I, leg still doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> honestly, when they were, when they, when they got to the cheating, honestly, Adam Cole should have just offered up <laughs> the, a crutch. Okay. B- speaking of cheating. I love the guns just doing the lumberjack thing where every time MJF is out of the ring, they're beating the crap out of him. They're looking to see if the ref is looking at yep. the They do it like three or four times. Finally, Bryce turns around and they're literally, one is holding him down while the other has a chair raised over his head and they look at him and just freeze. Like, it's like, like a like child that's like, you can't see me. Child hand and cookie jar kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you can't see me. I have frozen. And Bryce, even then, is still, because it's the, the rules of referee Bryce deduction, Bruce kind of looks at them. Looks into the crowd and looks to the crowd and is sort of like, did they? Did they do that? Okay. You're out of here. <laughs> no, you got to do the. Uh, 
get out of here. Because he doesn't. I love that. That's, I love that. Started getting sold like they I get hit. It, man. I love it. So the guns are ejected, and so MJF still selling his leg all through the match. Um, somehow manages to land a one-legged kangaroo kick, which. I even was making the joke. I was like, Karate Kid it. Karate Kid it. You've got this. Get him a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, they make their way outside of the ring. He puts Jay White on the announce table to so he can go up and do an elbow drop. Only problem, as soon as Jay White lands on the table, it collapses. <laughs> Under the oh. massive weight of Jay White. <laughs> oh a man who has never so much as glimpsed a carb out of the corner of his eye. Good gracious. And so MJF could just be like, all right, well, I'll stomp him, roll back into the ring, and move on. No. No, 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 no. Not Maxwell Jacob Friedman. No, not at all. He's going to get up on that corner, and he is going to do an elbow drop all the way down to the floor with no table to break his fall even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And apparently he actually dislocated his hip doing that move Holy and needed to have shit. it popped in afterwards. Him and Cole. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now, I know you can pop in like shoulders. You can <clears throat> pop in like elbows. But Oh, my God. I can, I, maybe it's just because as a woman. You can do it. It's going to hurt yeah. even worse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh. Gosh, like, and then he finished the match after. Yeah, he. he can, okay, That's I will say, adrenaline. I don't know for a fact that it happened there. I know it happened during the match. Yeah. That would be my guess. My other, my other guess for where it could have happened is when he does that jumping cutter over the top ropes, which was also an amazing. That or move. maybe, maybe flipping the figure four. Um, also possible. Oh, you know what? That could, yeah, because it was already it was strained. Of, it was a lot of, because it was a lot of strain to push and turn. It probably also was the strain because. If you're putting so much other weight on the yeah. other leg to sell, he was selling was, that yeah. injury so hard. Yeah. Honestly, like it really could have then resulted in an actual right. injury. Right. So eventually we get to the point where both men are just trying to out cheat the other. Yes. Because MJF is still our scumbag. <laughs> so they're doing, there's a section where they're trading roll ups and each so, man is grabbing the other one's tights before mm-hmm. the other one manages yeah. to counter. And then Adam Cole goes. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've got my tag title. He tries to get it to MJF, but Jay White intercepts, smashes MJF with it. Or does he? Because Jay White picks it up and holds it for a second, and Adam is just staring at him. Is it in shock, or is it because this is what he wanted? Get out of here. Whose side are you on? Okay, maybe. Open all maybe. The possibilities. You're, you're on chaos's side. That's maybe, whose side you're on. Maybe, but also from the, the get off even deep if dark it was a, even if it was a short distance, trying to use trying to reach up and grab on a bad leg like he has. My thing was the ring though. Yeah, that was the only I thing th- I had. I was like, Adam, well, move your fucking arm and pick well, up that ring. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, so yeah, Grab he did. the fucking okay. ring. Well, so I I want to mention real quick before that because we do have the long spot, and here's where I'm going to talk about a good callback. Yeah. Um, at one point, uh, Jay White manages to get MJF in the figure four. Yes. And middle of the ring, MJF is screaming in agony. Adam Cole grabs it's. Uh, I thought it was a towel at first, but it's actually the Lakers T-shirt that yeah. MJF was wearing when he came out because they're in more Kia sense, Forum. Because it was yeah. And he's holding it and thinking about throwing it in. And MJF is screaming at him not to do it. And the reason this, what this calls back to is when uh, Cody Rhodes was challenging Chris Jericho uh, with the stipulation that if he lost, he could never challenge for the AW title again. MJF threw in the towel while Cody was in the walls of Jericho. Pretending to be concerned for Cody's safety. And then turned on him. And that was when he went full heel. And so you've got Adam Cole on the outside holding it while MJF is begging him not to do it. And he 
decides not to, and MJF at, manages to flip the holdover and do the, the classic reversal. Yeah. But, like, that's that's the kind of thing where it's like the spot works just fine where you've got the story of MJ, uh, Cole wants to throw it to protect his friend. MJF's talking about to do it. But if you know how this ties into MJF's history with Cody Rhodes, then that's just an extra good layer on the top. Thing. There's got to be, a, a, a like, like, a time that's, like, too far yeah. if you're going to reference something. Mm. Like, I feel like if it's, I mean, past, I mean, I don't want to do math wrong, but, I mean, that's what, 30 years ago? I just think the story the needs Jericho to work. The reference? The story needs to work if you don't know the reference. Right. And that, it did on the main event. You know what, it, yeah. It didn't with the young That bucks. makes more sense. That like, makes more if sense. If you don't know the Jericho reference, you just wonder, why are these guys still doing this? What's going on? I was just like, oh my gosh, this has gone on like we yeah. get it, like enough. But so, uh, Chris, you were talking about the, the go-home on this. Mm-hmm. The cheating, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the cheat-off. Um, cheating McCheaty pants. But, yeah, so so the, so, he, so MGF, he smashes him with, he gets smashed with the title belt. Uh, did he kick out? He kicks he, out at like 2.999. Yeah, yeah. He kicks oh, out of that. Yeah, that one was So, of course, the ring is the next step. <laughs> there, yep. We get a ref bump. Oh, that's right. The ref bump, so anything goes. Poor Bryce. It's always Bryce. Yep. Um, like, Bryce. So the ring, the ring is the next spot, but I was like... Uh, Cole uh, takes out the diamond ring and sets it on the apron for MJF, but yeah. Jay man- White managed to get to it first. Look, right. that was my only time where I was like, Adam, your arm length is literally like, you could have passed the ring with your arm length. So... These are, the, these are the arguments that uh, I know. Britt is having with Adam <laughs> at home. No, Britt's having arguments about... Oh, unloading the dishwasher. Right, right. Like, right. The man who just who says that he can't unload the dishwasher because it involves standing up for too long has just been, uh, has just been signed up for a world title match on a pay-per-view. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so MJF, however, is uh, never to be out-cheated, manages to hit a low blow on Jay yep. White and get the ring back. And the look on Adam's face of just pure delight when the cheating is like at the peak. Because the ref is down, the guns come running out and then immediately get dispensed with one uh, dynamite punch each. A mm-hmm. a uh, MJF is distracted enough by this that Jay White goes for a switchblade. Yep. MJF managed to wrestle out of it, clocks him straight with the uh, with the ring, pins him, Bryce Rimsberg back on his feet. One, two, three. Yay! MJF retains, and we are all waiting as Cole gets into the ring, helps him celebrate. They go back up the ramp, but nope. Nothing happens. Show goes down and no appearance by the devil unless he was already at ringside. Man, I think it's Roddy. I really do. Could be Roddy. I do. I think, yeah, Roddy, Adam Cole. At this point, I feel like if they try to just have it be like Jungle Boy or somebody who's like, ah, it's this person you never expected, that would be a terrible idea. Yeah. How do y'all feel about this booking for Jay White? Some people are a little unhappy about the idea. They're, they're saying no, he's... No, it's good. Yeah, there's, people are like, oh, he's buried because he, it's like... It's no. his first pinfall loss in AEW. Yeah. He didn't lose clean. He just got out A loss isn't a burial, yeah. especially after a struggle back and forth like yes. that. Yeah. The, I mean, there were no spots where I was like, oh, like that didn't hit or, oh, that wasn't like, you know, like yeah. his best. Everything he executed was perfect. As someone pointed out, Seth Rollins lost to Cody Rhodes yes. three times in a row. And in the third time, Cody only had one working arm. And Great nobody example. was just like, ah, well, Seth Rollins will never be taken seriously again. Yeah. But yeah, so. Jay White is great. And he, he will be just fine. He'll be fine. I like the match overall. I do. I knock a little bit off because 
I think they went a little too far with the angle. I don't think they needed the the leg injury. No, I so thought it was great. I, I kind of dial it back to three and a half. Good match, <laughs> solid. No, but no, this, I like the camp. Damn this, it. Yeah, no, this was at least for me. It was absolutely pinnacle. The pinnacle <laughs> of all of the melodrama they built through throughout. Yes. Well, here's what I'm thinking: is that if the whole thing makes sense if the context is Adam Cole wants MJF taken out. He gets to come in and be like, oh, I'm defending MJF's championship. And then, re- it, again, this is all what his kayfabe plan would have been to reveal that he's not actually injured, beat Jay White, and then now he's the world championship. And, oh, he comes up with some reason he can't give it back to Max. Like, the, the whole evening kind of makes sense if the idea is Adam Cole is trying to manipulate a situation where he can win the AEW title. Again, there could be something else on this. But, like, the absolute um, absence of the devil that we never saw, like, an image, we never saw a physical thing, seems interesting given how heavily they've built this going forward. I feel like that's all going to culminate at World's End because that's also... I mean, literally. In kayfabe, that's the last pay-per-view that happens before MJF's contract is up. Right. Um, reports are that he may have already re-signed. We don't... Uh, that hasn't been confirmed yet. There is no way he's going to WWE. There's nothing for him there. No. Nothing, nothing. I think they'd be insane not to make an offer for oh, him. Oh, no, they would, but he's not dumb enough to take it. He's one of the guys that I think they could use right. Not mm-hmm. sure. No. Maybe. I, I'm sorry. I'm coming from the land of NXT. I am always going to be hypocritical of that. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't exist. I don't think he'd go through NXT. I think he'd, he'd, no, he'd, I'm just he'd saying, debut a like, Rumble or something. No, I'm just saying, like, the people that I care about and that I loved <laughs> were taken from NXT to be absolutely just shat on, so... Yeah. I'm a little skeptical. We will but. see. So, like I said, I give it three and a half. I, I don't think he's going to end up doing that at this point. I, I don't believe we'd have the story we have if no. they weren't already very far along in him being, uh, like, in their future plans. Well, but a fine end to a fine program. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I, uh, this got close on a, in a couple of places from being like, all right, they're being a little too clever about themselves. I think the Young Bucks match was the only point where it really went off. But, man, that death match. That I still just match. go back to thinking of that, and wow. That death match was unbelievable. All right, so, yep, that was AEW Full Gear. Um, just do a quick thing. Uh, Chris, do you have a workhorse of the evening? Who would you say was just your absolute MVP on the card that night? Um, let's see. Between everybody, I would give it to. Uh, well, I'd really, I'd really give it to Jay White. He really, yeah. Sounds good. He yeah. he did he he more than upheld his end of making that main event look uh, really, uh, really entertaining. All right, Gina, who you got? The mean joke is uh, Ric Flair's pacemaker. Um, but no, that's not the actual answer that I'm going to give. Um, honestly, I mean, Adam, Adam Page, Hangman, I mean, my God, like the stuff, like I know he's been capable of it and Swerve, both of them. I just, I can't think of any more effort they could have given, like to make it any better. Like there was nothing else. They gave everything they had in that match. And so, both of them. Both, both of them. Yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm going to go with that as well. I wanted out for a sort of a diverse perspective, but nope. Swerve Strickland is just yeah. like... 
So I have Hangman and you have Swerve. Yep. There we go. All right, uh, Chris, Fashion Plate, who is your best dressed of the evening? Oh. Well, I feel like uh, Statlander is the only one really trying. Yeah, that was a fun Although one. Although uh, Swerve had a good outfit, too. Well, did you know the reference? Yes. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Swerve is wearing uh, red and black striped uh, vertical t- trunks uh, in a, or sorry, tights in a tribute to the late Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Which I'd, I'd wondered about that in the color scheme, but he did confirm it later on Instagram. No. All right. Uh, Fiona, you got a best dressed? I'm trying to go through the roster as fast as I can in my brain. I'm always going to say Julia Hart, but that's just because I, but she wears the same thing all the time. But it was nice to not see Sky Blue in the Scooby Doo. Yeah. All right. She's back in her blues. Back in her blues. Um, but yeah, I mean, costume choice, probably Chris Atlander. I got to give it to Tony Storm. Just, she's, I mean, she's, she's fashionable. <laughs> she's chic. She's just, yeah. She's Damn, everything that the, that the stars light up for. All right. Um, anybody got a worst dress they want to throw out? Worst dress? Nah. Yeah, everybody looks pretty nice. Nobody gave a crap. Nothing too unacceptable. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I got to go ahead and give that card. I would say uh, this is what I've been kind of struggling with because I don't just do pure math on this. The overall rating of a card is kind of a gut feeling. I'm going to give this one all the ups and downs. I'm going to give it Four out of five as yeah. a pay-per-view. Four <clears throat> out of five meetings that Hangman's kid is going to have uh, with a <laughs> with a counselor a couple years down the road. Yeah, I almost said three point eight, but you're right, four. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see, uh, David. Anything you want to talk about coming up? Uh, no, we're going to do another long walk talks again. I, I really do want to try to get those last two episodes of the year out. Uh, so I'd like to do one next week. So you threaten. I know. <laughs> um, but otherwise, uh, no, we're just on a collision course with the end of the year. No idea how that happened. Well, well I know uh, this coming Saturday, WWE has their uh, War Games Survivor Series card, which uh, we are looking to make that a crossover. Full on bringing in Shelby Deathray Patterson. Uh, to have uh, all four hosts in the same place. Again, we're going to see how the logistics work out on that. Shelby does have that tiny human being at home who is entirely Lovely. reliant on her. But we will see how that can work out. Uh, David, anything else you want to pitch? Um, not really. Just uh, want to say, Robert, uh, if people want to reach out to you online or follow you online, where is the best place for them to do that? I am still packing in enough supplies and holding on enough fuel to power the generators in my tiny outpost on the site formerly known as Twitter. Uh, still around oh. at RedbeardRob1. Oh, we, we don't, we don't uh, uh, support we don't the website condone. formerly known as Twitter on this podcast. It sucks. But, no, uh, just you and Apple and Google and probably an increasingly large number of... Uh, Gina, <laughs> if people want to follow you anywhere that's not uh, the cesspool formerly known as Twitter, mm-hmm. where can they find you at? Instagram at Broadway underscore baby 1218. Um, I'm trying not to be on there as much, but if you want to follow, I got you. The memes you send me all day suggest otherwise. Uh, Chris, he called me out. I feel like we can skip me. Yeah, because you're on you're on the website formerly known as Twitter as well, aren't you? What's what's the problem? Just because the the current owner just uh, brazenly outed himself as a raging anti-Semite is mm, you know 
That could that could do it. Uh, yeah, long Walk Podcast does not support raging anti-Semites. Just, yeah, um, no. just chill, mellow anti-Semites. Oh, Damn stop it. it. <laughs> you were right there yeah. ready for it. <laughs> well, if you want to follow me online, the best place to do that is on Instagram at DB Hensley. If you inform me that the owner of Instagram is a raging anti-Semite, I'm going to be very upset. But, hmm. we'll but not surprised. That, no, but not surprised. But we'll denounce <laughs> that website, too. If you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us to see more of our original work or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming. You can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And folks, remember, you might be banged up. They might have closed the doors on you, but it is never too late to get yourself off that stretcher, choke out the EMTs, Take over that ambulance and drive yourself right back to where you need to be. I'm Robert Bradford. This has been Chris Barnes and Gina Belmont. Thank you for listening to... This has been Gina Bradford, my wife. Thank you. Who has the same last name as me. Wow. So close to nailing that. All right, home's going to be great. Can we just do that one again? (laughs) Nope. Whose house? The metaphor of uh, the metaphor of steering an ambulance back to a different place just got a lot more apt. I'm Robert Bradford, and this has been this is a work. <laughs>